to get with the programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. But they are not the only ones with us. This is our mega episode. We have Mr. John Young and Brian Friend with us. And John, this is kind of your baby, right? This is your idea? Yes, sir. Man, I'm so excited. This is our mega bracket episode. We did one of these for our favorite event at the CrossFit Games that we mixed and matched with Talking Elite Fitness. But now, this is our greatest moments of the last 15 years. And, John, correct me if I'm wrong, is what was the, uh, what got this started? I've, and, you know, we talked about the last 15 years with Dave Castro. We've been in Carson. We've been in Madison. And this is kind of a who's who of either side. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. So when Castro got fired, a whole bunch of thoughts went through everybody's head. But uh, I kind of thought about him in the cornrows and uh, open <laughs> announcements. And, the wedding. And, like, that's kind of where my head is. There's not going to be any drama like that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I like that type of drama. I know not it's not everybody's cup of tea. But uh, and then I just thought through the games and I thought ah, I, I loved y'all's episode with the greatest event. So I thought I would uh, come up with a whole bunch of moments and see if there was enough to make a bracket style out of it. Um, it turns out there was way too much. So when I <laughs> right? I, uh, I went through the years, um, started at 2007 and went, you know, all the way up to 2021. And I had 97 moments. Um, wow. And then uh, <laughs> Brian had to help me get it to 64. And I thought... I thought that would have been good enough because March Madness had 64 teams. Right. And then uh, Fantasy Fitnessing said, uh, oh, we only did 32 teams. <laughs> uh, so so uh, I need you to narrow it down even more. Oh, so, man. It's not, yeah, dude, that's, it was, that's, that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, we, we just went with events. It wasn't even moments. And what was yeah. that, 168 or something like that? And it's like, oh, yeah, I could totally cut it down, no problem. And then you get down to the dicey part, and you're like, whoa, mm -hmm. I can't. But I can't cut that one, though. How am I supposed to yeah. do? It's hard. It's really hard. Well, I yeah, thought we could be so objective. Well, this is going to be, right. I think, harder because this is going to be subjective because it's like hundred percent it's my moment but like when we did when we did like the workouts we're like okay this is just the workout but we still were so subjective with that there so i can't wait to see <laughs> what happens on this one yeah there was so many moments where i'm like i know this won't win but we should talk about it like it's like i want to go down nostalgia lane and and i had to kick a lot of it out it hurt, it hurt. <laughs> I, let, I love let me, it. Let me let me ask you this: like, what what was the? I mean, the moments that you're picking, obviously that they're gonna there's gonna be like okay, yeah, everyone remembers that time, but there's gonna be some things that are real specific to you. How like what was yeah. your qualification for what was gonna make a what was gonna make a moment or not? Like, I mean, sure. I mean, but I mean, gee, I mean, we've talked to Brian. Brian has his own personal moments because of. First time at the games and sitting up at the front and watching this and chasing Hanging it. Out with like, your how dad. did you pick it? You know? Yeah. So I, I'm coming from a different uh viewpoint, I guess, because I've never been to the games as a fan or as an athlete. Oh, really? Uh and no, I'm way less plugged in than all of you guys are. So you guys are gonna come with viewpoints that I don't have. I'm purely, you know, from the documentary that that influenced a lot. Okay. As far uh, as uh, uh documentaries. Yeah. But I went I just I tried to go back and see everything that I could from 2007. I'll just take that as an example. Mm -hmm. And anything that stuck out to me, I wrote down. 
Okay. And then I, I really wanted to have moments from every single year and that way we could clash it, you know, like that, that way 2008 versus 2020, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I really wanted scenarios like that. Um, and yeah, I really, I wrote down anything that stuck out to me and, um, that way I wouldn't be biased. So if it stuck out, but I didn't really care for it, it's still in there. You know I, I, mean? I love it. And then let me ask one thing before we get going, because there is, I mean, we have it Carson versus Madison. Yes. But wouldn't it be Aromas versus Carson versus Madison? I mean, Bill, come on. Give them a I'm break. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's too much work. That's too much yeah. work. All right, just, just, just throwing it out there. Throwing oh, out that's there. funny. Well, hey, I'm, I'm excited to get started. I love that you guys are here. John, it's nice to finally officially meet you, even though it's virtual. Brian, it's damn good to see you, buddy. I can't wait to... Hear your perspective on this, and and that's the fun part is like we all have different, like Bill's moments. Most of these are tied into him, like directly broadcasting, where mine are just watching from the broadcast booth because I didn't really do individuals, and you know Brian's was in the stands, and then it went into like the stat booth, and then you know in the booth alongside us, and like so I I'm excited to see all of our perspectives here. But if you guys go to fantasyfitnessing.com, they created this bracket. And, John, we have a Carson bracket, and we have a Madison bracket, and you have a lot of cool moments in here that I, I can't wait to expand on. Hopefully not too long because me and – I mean, you have me and Bill on here to begin with, so we'll always uh, <laughs> talk too long. But uh, I'm pumped. So if, if you guys are watching on YouTube, hop into the comments because we may need you guys for some tiebreakers here as we go through. So, um, you know, I think my bracket is still active, so I think I can just, um, I'll use this as the, the track keeper as so I don't have to do it by hand. <laughs> uh. <laughs> don't have to do it by hand. Let me see if I can, um, I say, I don't want to give anything away. And, and there's very, there was very small things originally in it. Like I had Kalipa's softball throw in it and like, you can't find oh, that anywhere. Yes. But that's a moment. That we Hell all yeah, talk that's about a moment. All Hell the yeah, time. that's a moment. And and it was originally in in it, and then I had to cut it. But stuff like oh. that. And then me and Brian had different uh, definitions of what a moment is. I see. Because okay. I think somebody. Oh, I did event, it. Oh, that's awesome. Look at me go. Look at you, techie guy. Don't look at my picks, because I have to <laughs> change these, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody look at my picks. Reverse your eyes. Reverse your eyes. Close your eyes. Okay. Those aren't your picks. You just randomly click. Yeah, this is random. This is like a random thing. This is a, I don't know what this is at all. But John, you're right though. That's like trying to determine what, that's what I meant. Like what's going to qualify as a moment. Someone winning, someone losing. Well, we're you know, about like to find out, Bill. Fail, an epic win. We're uh, about to find out. A cool all right. event. Uh, an ice cream sandwich. Let's, uh, okay. Let's, so let's get this started. So we have the bracket up. You guys can see on YouTube. We have it on the side. Chase, load up the perfect bracket. Yes. Oh, can I load up the perfect bracket? Oh, thank you so much, David, for watching. Oh, I can already tell we're going to disagree, Chase. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Um, oh, how do I do that? Talk to me. <laughs> Talk to me, Goose. Dashboard. Me, um, load up the Bracket, game leaderboard. Oh, that's right. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> what up, Bruce Wayne? Let's see. Fantasy, tell me how to do that. How do I load up the perfect bracket? I know I did that last time. Go to leaderboard. Oh, and it's a link. Yes. 
All right, hang tight, everyone. We're about to get this party started. Ah, view perfect bracket. Yes. All right. There, there it is. Can everybody see this? Yeah. All right. So we are going to start. Let's start on the. I'm going to start on the Madison side because I want to save Carson for last. So we'll right. go to our first matchup the one seed versus the six, 16th seed. We have. 2017 closest game finish in history, the Fibonacci final between Kara Saunders and Tia Toomey versus Kara finishing Murph in 2015, where she almost died, which technically is a Carson one, but that's okay. Well, I think I think they just set the names as that. I don't the matchups are gonna be all around. Okay. All right, never mind. We just have two sides for funsies. But this is our one versus 16. Okay. So we have the 2016 Fibonacci final between Kara and Tia versus Kara basically run running while dead during Murph. Bill, start with you. Okay. Uh, what I think is actually really cool about this first pick is Kara's in both of them. Yes. <clears throat> you know, I think that's awesome. But, um, I think that the, the Fibonacci final is really cool. I, I, what I, didn't necessarily like about it was the fact that you know the the callback and should she be called back and how that was going to play out um i thought that, that was really cool but watching kara come across the field in, in carson at the at the soccer stadium looking like stevie wonder and knowing just how badly she was hurting and how she was not I mean, she she left her body during that time. She was having an out-of-body experience. Yes. And her body was on, like, autopilot. That, to me, like, I not that I love seeing that kind of stuff, but I love as an athlete, I love seeing that kind of stuff because it's just the absolute grit that I will not stop, and I'm going to keep on going no matter what. So my pick was Kara finishing Murph. Ooh. I, I, wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll keep it simple because this was one of the most batshit crazy finishes I've ever saw. And I'm only picking it because Tia totally fucked up Sean Woodland's call at the end that he had perfectly totally. scripted <laughs> for the finish when she dropped the kettlebells. So I'm going to go I'm going to go with the uh, Fibonacci final. John, what do you got? Yeah, this is an easy an easy one for me. Very rarely is there a moment where everybody like there's silence mm -hmm. in the Coliseum because nobody knows what happened. Oh yes, and and that happened in 2017. So it's it's a easy one for me. All right, Brian. I I love that Bill um, acknowledged what that what that experience is like for the athletes because I think that what we'll see when we go through a lot of these is it's a lot of successes and there's not a lot of like pure pain and, mm. and you know detriment that exists for athletes at the game sometimes. So I like yeah. that that he illuminated that, but. Um, I think that the, the Fibonacci finale for the women in particular that year was in, and is one of the greatest moments and events, not only because of what happened with Tia and, and Katrin, or not Kia and Kara, but also there's this cool battle in that event between Katrin and Annie and Katrin lunging to the finish. Um, and you guys omitted it from the best events ever, so I'm definitely not going <laughs> to slide it here. <laughs> so I'm also voting for the Fibonacci finale. Yeah. Not Fine. not a great event, but an amazing moment. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll put that. All right, Fibonacci final. We are going to say moves on, and we'll go down to a nine eight seed. Ooh, this is when it starts to get serious. We have Rich. Uh, I think I think Dave is doing that for us. Okay. Okay. 
We have Rich and Camille dominating the 21-15-9 complex in 2014 versus 2015's Dan Bailey sprint with the greatest catch in the history of all sports. That includes <laughs> baseball, football, Rice, no everything. Guy. Nope, no, no one has a catch like this than Dan Bailey. If you're not sure what I'm about to pick, since I'll just go first and get it over with, but the Dan Bailey catch and the Dan Bailey back-to-back sprint, that was one of the coolest things I've seen. And I always remember, I remember I was directly behind Bill and Sean while they're calling it just because I loom over their shoulders because I'm, I'm a creepy like that in the broadcast booth if I'm not a part <laughs> of it. And I was like, did anybody just see what Dan Bailey did? He caught his sunglasses and he didn't even look. So And still won. And still won. I mean, the Rich yeah. and Camille thing was cool. The Rich being in like the second to last heat and just the first time we got to see Rich really like full send anything. I think that was the first and only time I've ever seen him do it. Um, but the Dan Bailey catches is a moment for me. Brian? I, I think I'm with you. And this is kind of more of how I've I just experienced or understand moments is that that performance by Rich in that workout was phenomenal. The, what Camille was able to do in terms of unbroken in that workout, phenomenal. But I don't see one particular moment there, whereas that moment of Dan catching the sunglasses and running, like if I want to show someone a cool moment from the games in a five-second clip, I know I can pull that up and they can be like, Dan, that is impressive. Yeah. So I'll go with Dan here. Bill? Um, I'm going to go opposite with you guys. And I thought that that was cool that Dan did that, and I thought it was like, oh, my gosh, that was awesome. But the Rich and Camille setup in the 21-15-9, what was amazing for me on that one was that was the first time we have ever seen Rich just come off. I mean, he just got his ass handed to him in the run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he had to come back, and he was like, okay, screw you guys. I'm going to crush you. And I've never really seen him. He's always been very confident, but this was the first time where I saw him put his head down, and the dude just did work. And so that, that was impressive. And then at the same time, in that same event, watching Camille, I mean, we already know she's good at gymnastics, but it was like, oh my gosh, now we just get to see yeah. like a circus act. Every single rep. Is she going to do every single thing unbroken all the way through? And, and you know, the crowd is counting. And I just, to me, that was um, the, 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 the size of that event between both of those athletes in the, in the, the store behind each of them in that event. I just thought was, was awesome. So I'm going to go with uh, Rich and Camille. All right, John, it's two to one right um, now. Yeah, the, to tack off what Bill said, I, I enjoy watching. Thank you, Sevon. Look some, at you. Some, someone someone dominate something that they're great at. Like, I enjoy watching Sam dance <laughs> or deadlift. I enjoy watching Camille do gymnastics. Mm. You know, uh, anything. whenever somebody is just dominant about something, I love watching them in that in there that atmosphere um like i think camille was more impressive than rich in that event uh in saying that dan bailey's catching this glass is one You're of just the most saying that you a moments like what you yeah about? you gotta most pick it a moment in all of crossfit <laughs> uh, if, it, if it was just ba moments i then i think dan bailey might win um so i'm gonna go with dan bailey <laughs> 
I mean, you know, the long lost Bailey picks Dan Bailey. I'm not, <laughs> we're not surprised there. All right, Dan. I taught him, I taught him how to catch. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that, but I taught Dan everything he knows about yeah, no look I'm catching struggling. sunglasses. All right, yeah. Dan Bailey catching the sunglasses, moving on. So an eight takes the nine seed with counterculture Bill going against the grain so far. Two going for against two. the grain, man. Or apparently right. him and Savan. Right. Him and Savan. Him and Savan only. Yeah, totally. All right, now we have I a. Thought, I thought. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I thought about making Savon or tiebreaker, but the crowd's better. Yeah, well, we'll see. First one to comment. All right, we have, ooh, this is a good one. We have 2013 legless. We have a 5-12 matchup. Jordan Troyon celebrates too early as Marcus Hendren dives over the finish line. In fact, it was like a three-way between Hendren, Rich, and Troyan. and Hendren was the last person anybody was thinking about at the time. And then 2016, Briggs passes Fakowski and gives him a little attaboy on the way around him at the trail run. Um, let's see. Brian, we will start with you. I love that this is a 12-5 matchup because those are you know always kind of the ones that are hard to pick in the March Madness anyway. And these are very, both very good moments. Um Personally, I've I've just I've always loved that Jordan Troyan, Marcus Hendren, Rich Froning battle in that workout, and I think it was one of the early times uh, for people like me that got into the sport around the 2013, 14, 15 time period when you saw that like you you need to finish the workouts to the end, and the margins between these athletes are very thin. Um, I'll, I'm sure someone will have a chance to talk about Briggs and Fakowski, but I will go with Troyan uh, celebrating early on this one. All right, John. Um, so I'm going with Briggs passes Fikowski for kind of the same reason. Like the 2016 documentary was the first time I was like into CrossFit that got me into CrossFit. Um, and again, that's one of the most BA moments. Uh, him. And what's great is Fikowski ran so goofy back then. Oh my gosh. T1000. <laughs> Yeah, just and, and Briggs straight isn't fingered. a very efficient runner herself. <laughs> you know, she's just a monster. So, yeah, watching that, watching how that ended up, I I'm picking Briggs passes Fikowski. That and Briggs is a monster, but yeah, you're right. It she would run like she was wearing like shoes that were like two sizes too big. I feel Her like that was shoes. Like, totally it's just, true. Yet she could still beat me in any race, and I'm actually good <laughs> at running. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to go. I remember this vividly 2013. This is when I wish we had, um, documentaries, you know, prior to 2014. Now we had some, we had some of Savon's behind the scenes stuff. That was, always, there's a lot of those actually, if you scale YouTube, tell Savon, tell us where to find all your old stuff. He got the best behind the scenes shit. Amazon prime has a lot of it. Does it really? Yeah, I know it's kind of a weird place. That is yeah, weird. Amazon Prime has has all the way back to 2012, I think. But this was one of those 2013 legless. You know, we're in the tennis stadium at Carson. They're coming towards the broadcast booth, so we had a broadcast booth, and then we had a booth basically that was like where we could sit and hang out, and we had windows that opened the whole way. So we're just watching this thing happen towards us while Bill and Sean are stuck in the other room, and all we were doing is we we're watching Jordan and Rich the whole time. And Rich and Jordan, that's all anybody was talking about. Rich and Jordan, Rich and Jordan. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Hendren comes and gets the win. We're like, whoops. <laughs> Forgot to think about that. So and that was one of the, the first real like Friday night lights where you're like, okay, something, something's different. Like something different is happening here. So I'm going to go with Troy Ann's uh, legless 
loss, I guess, uh, for that. Is this a two to one coming down to Bill? Coming yeah. down to me. Ooh, Bill. Um, I, I always have such a weird version when I'm looking at a lot of these things because I, I, I mean, I was, you know, trying to compete with these guys way back in those days and, you know, always trying to be the athlete and thinking about the athlete and I'm, you know, I'm coaching people and I always have like this coach's hat and an athlete's hat all the time. And being that I've competed a long time, I've seen and done the whole like early celebration thing that always you end up getting screwed in the end. So whenever I see that, I'm always just kind of like, tiss, 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 you know? <laughs> So like to me, I'm like, ah, you know what? No, you just, you just, you just didn't compete that one right. When I look at the Briggs and Fakowski run, what I loved about that was that here are two beasts going at it, and yes, they both run really funny, but they both <laughs> are very. Um, Brent was always so meticulous about how he did what he did, and and Samantha was always so like. I don't care what it is. Yeah. I'm just going to make it hurt. Quite the opposite. And I love the fact that, I mean, and we always talk about, you know, the CrossFit is one of those things where you can actually have men and women battle against each other in the same element, in the same events and doing the same thing. And, you know, I, I loved watching her go by and just his face was like the, oh, shit. And there she went. I just thought that that was huge. Um because that that you know she had her constant smile on her face that she's just blown right by him and it was it was unreal. So I'm gonna go with the Briggs. Uh, okay. Oh, we got a tie now we have a tie. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we are gonna do. We'll say the first to three. So those of you guys watching right now, send us your votes. Is it Jordan Troyan legless or Sam Briggs spanking that ass of Fakowski? Banking that ass. In 2016. First three votes. Bruce, on, I, I'm not smart enough for a I, poll. I will say, if you go uh, if you go watch the, the Jordan Twan in 2013, it, when he raises his hands up, it looks like he's running in slow motion. Totally. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Briggs, was, Briggs, look, Briggs, Briggs. Oh, Holy wow. shit. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit. There we go. It is like, unanimous. Brian, <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Boom. Damn. You even have one vote? Wow. Not, all those people, well, they weren't around back then. Yeah, there were two votes for, <laughs> hey, there, there were two votes for Troyan. It was uh, me and Brian, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I almost want to oh. switch my vote because of how monstrous. That's so great. Wow. Look at those. Wait all right, public. so Briggs is moving on. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll need to figure out how to make a poll on these, although you guys are so That's fast. It would, yeah, there. oh, that is. That's a, what do we have here? That's a 12-5 upset. Classic. Classic. All right, moving down. We have a 13-4 matchup. Ooh. Tia Power cleans all the way to 235. I believe this was the bar muscle-up clean ladder. Mm -hmm. She just power cleaned everything and ran in between, and we're like, oh, shit, she is different this year. And a four seed is 2020 Matt Fraser obliterates the field in friendly Fran in stage one of the CrossFit games. Ooh. Uh, well, I don't want to go first. Bill, you can go Who's first. Up? I'm up first. Okay. You can go first. Um, I think that going back to something that uh, John was saying about watching someone do 
something that they're good at just do really well at what they're really well at. I just think that that's so fun to watch. Um, I think Tia doing, she, she's a great Olympic lifter. So she's going to, of course, she's going to be able to clean all the way up. So that to me wasn't like a, wow, that was like a, well, of course. Watching Fraser do what Fraser does, most of the time you can say, well, yeah, of course, it's Matt Fraser. So, of course, he's going to do well. But the fact that no one could see what was happening and the fact that he just oh, yeah. smashes the field. Didn't just beat people. What did he, didn't he beat, like, Noah by, like, two minutes or something like that, a minute? Well, no, he, he a, made it by in a four 50 minute, seconds four or something workout, like that. He beat everybody by a minute. His, he was 308, Un and Noah was, like, 357 or something. Yeah, Unreal. Like that, like that is that – is like you cannot yeah. beat people more than that in that small of an event, that short of an event. So I'm going for Fraser on that one. Uh, I'll make this real simple, Bill. You are 100% correct. Matt Fraser right. and Friendly Fran was one of the most dominating performances in a bubble. And not just for the bubble, the fact that, you know, he went that fast, faster than everybody else was one of the more impressive things I actually have seen him do uh, yeah. as an athlete. And he has a long list of amazing things that he's done. So I'm definitely going to go with Matt there. Brian? Cool. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that uh, that snatch workout that Sam Briggs at the Rogue Invitational Live oh, that one year where everyone each other and she just kept going like 30 yeah. reps past everyone. Yes. Like, this is an environment where you get to see that, that you wouldn't get to see it live. And while I appreciate the people that are saying that, you know, because it wasn't a live moment that it shouldn't be considered. Um, no, that performance is amongst the three best, most impressive things I've ever seen Fraser do, uh, whether it was live or not. And I would vote the same as you guys. Cool. All right. John? Yeah. Like what Chase said with Rich in 21-15-9, it was kind of the first time we saw Rich <laughs> like go all out because he was usually just better than everybody. I know we see that from Fraser, but he kind of gets in front and then dials it back because he's in front. Mm -hmm. Like this was the first time. Yeah, I wasn't the first time, but Fraser went as hard as he could. And it just showed the gap, how big the gap was. Yeah. The first um, time he did it was 2015 and that did not work out well for him. Right. Uh, <laughs> he, he was a, a different, different, person, different pedal, person. Pedal to the metal he took literally. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, it's not not close for me. All right, Razor, so is this our first sweep? Our first sweep, Matt sweep? So. I think so. All right, 413. Okay, moving down to a 314. We have 2014 push-pull with Josh Bridges and Rich Froning. And I'll just – I'm not even going to read the second one because this is my <laughs> – I pick. already see Brian's face. Like, it just <laughs> – Like, I don't even – I'm not even going to read the second one. Rich's rope climb redemption. Who gives a shit? It's push-pull. I don't even need your three votes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you guys don't know what my bracket looks like, this is a little bit of foreshadowing. All right, uh, Bill. Push-pull versus uh, Rich's go, Redemption in 2011. I'm going to go the push-pull. Like the, rich, the re Redemption, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But that that's nothing compared to the, to that battle. And those are like 12-foot uh, ropes Josh in that workout, too. And Rich, yeah. I'm it's a 14th seed. No, it's it's a moment, but it just went into a slaughterhouse known as push pull. I'm sorry. You know, you know what? Like you could have had Jason softball throw in there, and that would have been I, that would have picked that one over the Richard Pro Climb Redemption. Just saying. Brian, what about you? I'm going. I'm going. Josh Bridges. Push pull. 
one of the most it's one of the most iconic moments in the history of the sport and uh just how iconic we'll get to a few rounds oh man I, this final four <laughs> is gonna get legit john uh yeah i think i see it the same as brian does over you you guys i think you're gonna be surprised the further we get down the line but uh i push pull for this round all right all right now we have a 11-6 matchup 2017 Kara and Tia go back and forth. You can throw me in there because apparently our producer threw my time in the mix during this, during heavy (laughs) 17.5. So heavy 17.5 between Tia and Kara. And then we have a 2020 Matt flips off Dave (laughs) at the trail run turnaround, a six first 11 seed. John, you go first. Okay, so the catcher and Tia one was kind of fun because Kara uh, uh, would trip on her double unders and Tia would catch up and mm-hmm. then Kara would thrust her faster and then she'd trip and Tia would te- catch up and it just went back and forth like three rounds and they were head and heels over everybody else. So it was just kind of a fun thing to watch. Um, that wasn't a great year for you, was it, Chase? Because you got... That Cody Anderson call was so wrong. Oh, man. I <laughs> yeah. got thrown into that. Hey, for the record, I beat them, all right? So, yeah. I crow on, on the Cody Anderson call, but I, uh, I, I, I beat Tia and Cara in that workout. And they had – anyways. <laughs> no, not my best year. But, I blame – uh, uh, never mind. Fraser flipping off Dave Castro. I think we will see that forever uh, and through the history of our sport as one of the funniest moments. It, it's one of my favorite moments, even just as small as it is. So I'm going with that one. All right. Um, I'll go next. I'm going to go with uh, T and Cara for a multitude of reasons. One, the back and forth, just as you said, John, like, you know, Cara would lose it on the double unders, but gain it on thrusters and back and forth, back and forth. My time getting thrown on a worldwide broadcast <laughs> unsolicited to me from the broadcasters is like Chase's time. I'm like, why are you putting my time on something that is way has nothing to do with my score? So that was part of it. The other part was learning later that after the games was the weights were wrong. So they had actually loaded the, all the bars, I think, f- 10 pounds less across the board because they didn't account for the short bar weight. So even if I took my L, yes, even if I took that L, which I didn't, thank you, (laughs) I would have been like, they had lighter weight. It's not the same thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) The last moment for me on this one, I'm I'm going with T and Cara, obviously, because I'm not even talking about the other one. Um, There was so much flack because when it was heavy, when it was heavy, it was supposed to be what the men use in the open. And I was like, all right, dudes, put your cards on the tables because we're all about to get our asses kicked by these women. And I got so much flack from like social media and my DMs on an Instagram. It's like, stop comparing the men to the women. And what is this masculinity issue? You know, like the soft society that we have that they don't like to compare sexes, even though they want to compare sexes every single day. Um, I thought was hilarious. And I didn't back down from that. And so I'm going with that. Now, John, if you had put the surprise at the halfway point for the run, I would have voted for that. But the flip off, I'm actually, that was just part of it. But the oh, surprise. Oh, that goes along with it. No, you it just said middle finger. It encapsulates everything. No, this middle finger. I was like, yep, that's Matt. <laughs> that's Matt. So I'm going to you. Brian? 
I think that the uh, the Fraser flipping off Dave is um, is a powerful moment because I feel that a majority of athletes who've competed at the games over the years would have liked to have done that at some point, but no <laughs> one ever had the balls to do it until Matt did. And the moment to do it was perfect. Um, I'm going to vote for that. That was funny as hell. Bill? Uh, I love the race with, with Cara and Tia. I love the fact that they upped it from the open. And so every single person that does CrossFit knew exactly what was happening, knew exactly what it felt like. And now was being wowed at the fact that these women were going heavier or perceived heavier anyway. It was a little bit heavier um, than what they had originally. Um, the, the Fraser flipping off Dave thing, to me... I just see that, like, honestly, I mean, I, I don't I don't see that as a big moment. That's just more of kind of a, oh, whatever, fuck off, okay. I, it's, 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 it's too insignificant for me, even though it's ranked the number six. So I'm going with the Cara and Tia. So is this a tie? We got a tie. Ooh, oh, we yeah. have a tie. We got a tie. We have Matt Fraser flipping off Dave Castro versus Tia and Cara in heavy 17.5. In the comments... Break the tie force. The first three picks will battle who as goes As fast as they on. commented, I think we should go first five. First five? Okay, first five. First Sorry, five. Alex. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Fudge, what? I meant. Oh, Fudge. sorry, Alex. Fudge. Kids are in the car. Hi, kids. Listen to your parents. Oh, Eat man. your vegetables. Not Whoa. Close. Fraser. Whoa. Fraser. Fraser. That's three. Cara, Tia, oh, two. Close. The flip off four. Four and four. Oh. Next one wins. Oh, no, and? Next one wins. Oh! oh! Cara and Tia. Suck it, Matt Fraser. Oh, That's right. <laughs> Suck it. Cara and Teaser. I mean that in like the Ricky Garrard C-word sense. I'm not talking to you directly. I'm just talking to the moment. Just talking to He's the moment. Friend. He's a friend. Yeah. He's a friend. As a friend. Oh, as a friend, suck it. All right, we have a 7-10 seed, 2016. Matt Fraser dominates the field on a trail run. And 2019, the 10 seed, Matt Fraser going touch and go on the standard. Ooh, you know what? Now, I did not make the bracket. I would not have put those two together. What would but you they have are put together? Them? But so they here, are. We go. here we are. I know. Here we I are. Know. Here we are. Um, let's see. John, why don't you go first? Both of these are like one of my favorite my favorite moments. Uh, so this one's really hard for me. Um, I'm gonna say touch and go on the standard just because he had to win that one, mm -hmm. and and he did. And it was like nobody was stopping him. It didn't matter who who was doing the workout. He was gonna win that workout. And I get it. He only did touch and go for like twelve of the reps, but. The way the crowd started roaring when he did that, like if you go back and watch, he took his time getting off of the muscle ups. He let Noah do snatches in front of him. <laughs> he just, you know what I mean? He took his time to chalk up. And then he knew as soon as he was getting on that bar, his heart was going to stop. Like he was going to go until his heart stopped. And um, I think that moment is bigger than the trail. The trail run is significant though, because that's the start of the monster that mm -hmm. is Matt Fraser. Mm -hmm. You know, that oh, yeah. is the beginning. We did not know what Fraser was going to be after 2015. And 2016 was like, this is the start of the greatest, the fittest person ever. 
And so that's why that's significant in my eyes. But I'm going to go with uh, the standard. Let's see. I remember the standard. This is one of the times I was not in the Coliseum for that. We were broadcasting outside of it at the Rogue Tent. Um, I'm going to go with trail run just because of what you said, John. That was the time, 2016, like, all right, trail run. Matt's this lifter guy, but he's kind of fit. And then it's like, wait, we're getting word that Matt, like we're getting these time checks. Fraser's leading. Fraser's winning. No one's close. No one's close. Bridges. Yes, right. Everyone is thinking Bridges or some other, you know, distance endurance dude would take it. And Matt Fraser goes out and just spanks the field on a trail run at the ranch that for me, I was like, Whoa, what's happening? You know, like what, what, like, yeah. so, and especially after him coming off 2015, right? So that disappointing season there, how is he going to respond? Well, I'll just crush the trail run. So I'll go trail run, Brian. And don't forget it was his only event win that year. He had seven second place finishes, but that was oh, the only event. That he was won. his only that's, win. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. In 2016, and yeah. and he said he there's a good comment uh, interview with him towards the end of the documentary about that, where he's like, "Yeah, I won, but I only actually won one event. I had a lot of seconds this year, and that that didn't really sit well with me." Yeah, it's like, okay, whatever. I but in his, defense, for it. in his defense, uh, he had like four heat wins. There was a lot of specialist wins that year. Mm. Um, like he won his heat like four times, but uh, you know, somebody in the previous heat had a faster. Fukowski had four times as many event wins in, as in that year. That's right. Okay, that's crazy. Crazy. Well, I'm just <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I would. Uh, I'm not. I'm not make, I'm not arguing anything. I'm just pointing it out. But the thing that I remember about the trail run <laughs> is that the, whoever was like no one was there in Carson. So right. Like, there was a very skeleton crew there covering those events because it was so secret and they didn't need to bring everyone out there for one day. And uh, the coverage was okay. Everyone was trying to follow online. And someone was commenting. They're like, yeah, and Bridges is in the lead. And someone's like, no, no, you missed it. Fraser came by like 30 seconds ago. He's way ahead of everyone else. Oh, that's right. And you're like, what? Yeah. And and John's right. This is a very tough one. But to me, when he picks up the barbell and the snatches and rips off five in a row to basically say, like, you thought you had this, but now you don't. That's what CrossFit has become to me is can you – strategize whatever the workout is so when the critical moment comes in the workout you have what it takes to accelerate when everyone else is hitting the hitting the brakes or hitting the wall so i'm voting for touch and go in the stand all right two to one bill i'd like to call and, on that. and hold on i want to add on brian's point he he strategized wrong he went 10 and 10 on the first two muscle up sets and like almost blew up in the muscle ups if you go back and watch he does not do that workout very <laughs> Just don't say it on the broadcast or he'll text you later about it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so I've heard. Uh, I think that that was really cool. And I, I like all the points that you guys brought up about, um, you know, showing that dominance and, and trying to strategize, right, and, and all that. But what I like about the 2016 that run was the fact that, Man, that that was that was the start. We knew that Matt was a lifter. We knew that he was strong on a barbell. He's supposed to be strong on a barbell. That's what that's his history. And so we always talk about these athletes that come from another field and come into CrossFit and they are called the the, the gymnast, the gymnast, the gymnast, and then all of a sudden they kill everyone. Mm. Now then we have a lifter, a lifter, a lifter who now the lifter is beating everybody in an endurance running event. And not a short one, not a track and field one. This thing is a up and down trail run where you need to have 
not just running technique, but you need to have gas and strength and explosiveness. And he smacked I me. Mean, he just, he shouldn't have beat people the way he beat people in that no, run at no. all. Um, that was the first time where everyone really sat back and we already knew he was good, but now we sat back and we're like, Oh damn. Like that. This is a whole nother guy. This is a whole nother guy that's on the floor this year. So I'm going to go with the trail run. Uh-oh. Tie break. Uh-oh. All right. First five votes. Fraser trail run or Fraser touch and go in the 2019 final. Post in the comments for you guys watching on YouTube. In the first five votes, trail run, one. one to zero. Let's see. Well, okay, zero. Bruce. Fraser, uh, thanks, good Bruce. Good one. Thanks. Good call. Good call. <laughs> thanks. Oh, wow. Trail Whoa, run, trail wow. run. Oh, two to one. Uh, boom, three boom, to boom. one. Touch and go. Touch and go. Touch and go. go. Three to two. Three to three. Three to four. Oh, no. Touch Standard. and go. The standard a 10 seed takes a seven seed son of a bitch my, i gotta say I'm my bracket is busted comment races this is great thanks for being so interactive on youtube y'all this is super fun if you guys are listening to this after the fact you're missing out next time join the party all right closing out round one on the madison side even though it's not madison events it's the madison side like east and west we have 15 seed, Fraser, Fraser and Sarah. Fraser. I put both that of their names awesome. together. <laughs> Matt Fraser. I don't even know Fraser. what accent is like. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to talk for a living. Fraser and Sarah fail in the last event. I'm assuming this is pedal to the metal. Yeah. yeah. Handstand push-ups. Handstand push-ups. Yeah. Deficit. Full handstand push-ups for Fraser and Sarah. And then Kalipa's walk-off win in the 2008 finale that one person got on their video from like a <laughs> cell phone in the corner. Wasn't it was his, his dad? dad? Was it yeah. his dad's phone? Yeah. Thank goodness parents were there. Yeah. Woo. So Kalipa's finale to get his 2008 championship win versus Fraser and Sarah and pedal to the metal. Um, for myself, even though th the lore behind this, I think, is what makes this moment even more iconic. And I'm going to go with Kalipa's 2008 walk-off because of, you know, if you see, if you watch Every Second Counts, it has this whole documentary following these athletes throughout the weekend to see who's going to win the CrossFit Games. And it follows what? It follows Matt Mursky, um... <laughs> Dutch, he was originally Lowry. Matt Mursky getting exposed was in the 97 moments. Yes. Um, the oh, you know, one of the 90. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, OPT. And who else did it follow? Spieler. Spieler. Uh, had, um, um, Josh Everett. Josh, Josh Dutch, Everett. Lowry, John Welburn. Dutch, Lowry. Yeah. Yeah, Dutch. So they, they followed all the wrong guys. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they followed a great group of people, and then it came to the Wellborn, finale. John Wellborn. Yeah, John Wellborn. Yeah, they him. And um, you see, like, they're trying, you know, Josh Everett's like two reps away for his first one of the CrossFit Games. Then you hear in the back corner, Dave Cash will be like, Jason Galipa is a 2008 CrossFit Games champion. And the way that event set up, now, the programming aside, I think it's the worst program CrossFit Games of all time. But, ever. Ever. And but as far as moments, the Kalipa moment when prior to in the warm up area, Dave Castro didn't even think he was supposed to be there. Like, yeah, he, what are you doing here? What are you doing yeah, here? 
I like to think he had to read off a note card to say Jason Kalipas, the CrossFit Games champion, because <laughs> because he didn't know his name. But yeah, I'd like to think. That. And Kalipa out of nowhere, just this the way it all set up, like Kalipa winning the 2008 CrossFit Games is is so great because it's so there's so little known about what actually took place during that because like he said the only video we have is from his dad's cell phone in the back corner while Austin Big being jumps on him at the at the end <laughs> so Jason Kalipa Bill Jason Kalipa I'm going with that one for sure 100% without a doubt I just think that that is uh one cuz I I was around during that time so like I remember the video I remember uh the you know watching it afterwards i wanted to go to that games because at that time you could just kind of walk and show up but i was held on on a fire so i couldn't go and watching him out of nowhere get that i just think was awesome so i'm gonna go with Kalipa for sure brian <clears throat> the the one thing I, I will say about the uh fraser sarah fails is the shot of her sitting on the echo bike at the end of that workout is a very oh, powerful shot. Yeah. And, and especially what, like knowing everything that's happened in her career since then, she's had this tremendous success in the off season, but has had these consistently let down performances or injuries at the games that that, I think that is a very powerful moment, but I have to go with Kalipa on this one. John. Yeah. What's unique about the Kalipa one is that we'll never get something like that again, because it was only possible because of how the games was set up for him to win like that. Yeah. Like it'll never happen again because right. we don't, we won't ever do that again. And like y'all said with the programming, every workout was about the same time, kind of like this open, but uh, <laughs> that's another, that's another, that's another, it's uh, another podcast. show, which we'll, we'll get to. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, his, his walk off win is, is one of the, best moments i i think it's just so unique and nobody knew who he was which is fun um so i'm gonna go kalipa all right kalipa moves on as we move over to the carson side of the bracket as we have a 116 matchup rich froning the fittest man in history wins every event and his final year as an individual on sunday versus 2007 hopper the Hopper event is introduced as the very first event of the CrossFit Games ever. I think this is an underrated 116 seed, in my opinion. This is a this is a brutal matchup. Yeah, this is a, this is a ooh, Bill. Why don't you lead us off? Uh, I'll start it, and I'm a purist for CrossFit. I'm a purist for what we do and uh -oh. where we've come. And there would be no CrossFit Games without the Hopper. I don't care all of the other ones. The Hopper has to win this first shot here. So that number 16 is taken down. Number one. Oh, wow. Brian, has to happen. Brian, you. <laughs> there is no CrossFit without the hopper. Just saying. I mean, Bill, why do you have to like explain it I like that? See, I got, I have to, I have, I've been very concise so far, but I have to have a little deviation here. Let's, so, please, please. When, when game of Thrones was going on, I, th I thought to myself, Ooh. okay, these guys are all such lethal fighters. I'm going to make a bracket. And I picked 16 of the best fighters from Game of Thrones, and I did a random generator to put them into categories. Okay. And I sent them out to like two dozen of my friends who had uh, invested in the show and, I, and got all their feedback. And what the feedback was was the top left matchup 
is the two people I would have in the finals oh. if I if they were facing anyone else, but they <laughs> drew each other in the first round. And that is literally what I think is going on here. I could I could make a case for both of these moments winning this entire bracket, which makes this incredibly difficult. But for me, because it was of when I came into the sport, that call and Rich Froning mm. is is iconic in the way that I think the hopper is for Bill. And so personally, I have to vote for the fittest man in history call. Okay. Okay. Um, I will go next. And I'm not doing my bracket any favors, but Bill, you son of a gun, you ruined this for me as well as my bracket. <laughs> as well as my bracket because you're right. There is no iconic moment that defines the last 15 years of the CrossFit games than pulling a workout out of the hopper because it ties in so beautifully to the level ones that were preached the, to the community that birthed the sport of CrossFit that we can just roll a bunch of balls out with names and weights and workouts and movements and the fittest person will survive. I am going to have to go with the hopper even though on my bracket I picked Rich <laughs> because I selected it too fast. Sold. All right, two to two Sold. to one, John. Two to one, guys. Alex, the hopper is still there. It's still at Dave's Ranch. It's not gone. Yeah, I I agree with Alex though. If uh, if they would have brought it back out at any point in the year, I think it would have more. Uh, sauce for me but uh they've never brought it back you know so I'm well that's what makes it so iconic and 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 that's the argument that i would make if i was gonna pick it never again but uh yeah sean woodland's call is iconic though um and at the time he was the he was the fittest man in history and the way he was like seventh coming into sunday and won every event. I didn't I don't know if he had to, but he did win every event. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Rich. Uh oh. Tie break. We're gonna see how OG there our fan base is at the moment. Well and this is the biggest this mean this is the biggest tie this break. This is yet, a huge moment. This one going for a long way. Those of you guys watching first five votes. Hopper or Rich? Hopper or Rich? Froning one to zero. Rich two Uh-oh. to zero. Oh no. Uh-oh. Oh no! Oh, two to one. It's Rich three to one, four to one. Oh, four to two. Bruce, fuck God, you son of a gun! All right, five <laughs> to zero, five to zero, five to two. Okay, Froning, Froning advances on. Ooh, and that that was one of those last second buzzer beaters in the first round, sixteen seed upset. But Rich, yeah, it, it hurts me because Rich I moves agree with on. What Bill said. Yeah, Rich moves on. All right, twenty ten. Rich can't climb the rope. So Rich, who's in the lead at the final event, fails and fails to climb a rope and loses the 2010 games versus 2021. Medeiros outcleans Fakowski and Vellner on the bar. Ooh. I'm going to start. The, the Rich moment, I was in the stands watching that happen, and at the time I didn't really know who Rich was. All I saw was like his... like shirtless godlike physique in his headband and I was like who's this douchebag 
<laughs> and I'm, you know, at the time I'm cheering for more OGs to kind of run him down. I'm like, get him, Spieler. And yeah, I was actively cheering against Rich that year because I didn't know who he was. So when he couldn't climb a rope, I was like, it's happening. <laughs> My sports fandom is taking over and I'm going. I can't even climb a rope. Yeah, <laughs> guy can't even climb a rope. I should be in there. I shouldn't have gotten cut in the first three events of the weekend. <laughs> And I'm hey, I'm going with Rich not being able to climb a rope. It's uh the it's one of many rope climbs throughout history that created a monster on the men's side. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Ooh. And uh, you know what? Rope failure has been involved with three yep. of the greatest athletes yep. to ever grace the sport in Matt Fraser, Rich Froning, and Katrin Davis' daughter. Katrin. Put yeah. that in your pipe. Simmer on that a little bit. <laughs> I don't know where else going with that. I'm going with Rich. Moving on, John. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Medeiros. Because uh, I feel like this is the moment Medeiros won the CrossFit Games. Ah, I, really, I okay. really, really, really think that if you watch the way momentum swings, Velner and Fikowski are ahead of Medeiros that whole event. Uh, not by a lot, but they're ahead of him by that whole event. And then Velner fails the 315 bar. Fakowski fails the 315 bar, and then Medeiros hits it at the last second. Yep. And then, if, and then he gives the hardest flex he's probably ever done afterwards and carried that moment. And that's what put him in first place, and he carried that momentum all the way to the games, all the way to the win. Because then he just had to stay close to Velner after that, really after the handstand walking one. But I, I feel like that event – is what made Medeiros win the games. I really, really do. Um, so Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong because you know, Dave used to say it all the time. There's one event he would see at the weekend that would tell him who's going to win the Cross the Games, and he's been very spot on with those things, and that was a Medeiros moment for sure. Uh, sure. Brian? Um, <clears throat> someone in the comments here put this, uh, this thing about uh, that Castro had told Rich, if you can't climb the rope – you won't stand on the podium at the games that year. I don't know if he said it to Rich or if he said it to Bosman or whoever was standing next to him yeah, at the time. He didn't say it to Rich. It to him. He went over to him and was, he said it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, he said it. Get like... up that rope. You're not on the podium. Yeah, well, I, w I wish he would have said that to Katrin in the pegboard in 2015. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Shots, shots fired. Shots fired. That is not shots at Katrin. That's shots at the CrossFit Games team. I liked that mentality early on. If you can't do a single rep of this movement, you cannot win the games. I agree. This is I part agree. of the test. And I agree, so I'm, though. I'm going to vote. And I'm going to vote for the rich can't climb the rope because of that. And it's more, I think that there's more of what we need. More the hardcore. Yeah. There's, I mean, CrossFit days. You know, now they have, there's, there's a lot of different conversations we could go here, but I like that mentality. And, and obviously that that is a super historic moment because Rich has been the the constant. He's now lasted over a decade. He's outlasted Glassman. He's outlasted Castro at this point. He's still going. He's totally revolutionized everything. And that's the moment that anyone who knows his history, it's like you can point back to that as a thing that spurred him on. I love it. Bill. Ooh, dang, Brian, you sold that one well, my friend. That was Damn. like the hopper oh, sell for you. Even though we lost, uh, the game. I, I I have to say that okay the 
when I when I first looked at this, the rich can't climb the rope, I was like, yeah, that was definitely a moment. And I, I saw the stuff that was in there. I liked the Medeiros out cleaning Fakowski and Vellner. You're right. I think that that definitely set momentum. And we I think that there was always a big question mark as far as, OK, who's next? Because I think everyone like when Matt came out, you know, it's like I, I don't think Medeiros got any real credit, even though he did well at the games. Um you know, as Matt was like leaving, I think that everyone was like, okay, yeah, cool. But, you know, Vellner wasn't there. And, you know, Fakowski was like, he, he's not, he wasn't getting his due. This event, you're right, stamped his foot on the ground where he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm the guy. And he carried that momentum all the way through and had an unreal finish that, that in that, uh, in the rest of that competition. And then, we have seen him get better since then. So, like the confidence level that that one lift did, I think it is, is is incredible. So, as much as Brian, I love everything that you said about the Ritz thing and all the. You're right. I I cannot. I do not like nicer, softer, gentler. I'm not a part of that at all. I don't like that. I like the grit. So I like what you're saying there, but I'm gonna go with the Medeiros, the Medeiros lift just for what oh. uh, for him as an athlete. Oh my gosh! Bill go. took a hard left at the end. Yeah. My goodness, we have another tie, folks. <laughs> four, or not four? All right, first five to comment. Is it Medeiros or just write Justin? I'm sure you guys can all misspell Medeiros while you're typing it in. Just put Justin M, M or R. Justin versus Rich. Froning <laughs> one to zero. One rich. Froning one to zero. Oh my gosh. Rich wait, wait. two to zero. Rich three to zero. Medeiros three to one. Medeiros three to two. Four to oh. two. Oh, Bruce, you actually voted. Uh oh, four three. 4-4. Four, four. Oh, no. Rich for the win. Ah. Oh, wow. That was the closest one we've had so far. It's probably because nobody could spell Medeiros the right way, and so they were panicking. <laughs> Autocorrect is like, memories. Like, what? No. That's, I wanted uh, Best line, though, Brian. Dude, you, you nailed that one. You called it. That was. Dude, this, this, upper, this top four grouping over here is very yeah. tough. Huh? Those were tough. Yeah. Those were yeah. very tough. Okay, so and I don't think it's gonna get much easier. No, it's not. Okay, Rich moves on over Just Medeiros, a nine-eight upset. As we move down to the 2016 Bridges winning Murph, or oh my God, 2014. <laughs> what did you guys do over here, Dave? You just like powered one side. And so we have okay, Josh Bridges winning Murph in 2016, or Rich walking. During yeah. the triple threes in 2014. Wow. Well, so the Bridges won. Bridges missed the games in 2015 when they originally did Murph. Full-on, unpartitioned, straight through. And we know what happened there with all the other nonsense. But in the documentary, Bridges talks specifically about, you know, BKG won on the men's side. And he was, Josh was very upset that an American didn't win Murph for the men. So when he had his opportunity to get Murph back for 2016, he made sure that America took home the win. And then you see that slow motion celebration that they did. Like if you're, if we're talking like moments on a, on a docu-series or a documentary, that slow-mo Josh Bridges celebration 
was absolutely epic when it comes to that. But when you look at 2014 and Rich Walking, that that was probably the most shocking moment for me that I can remember at the CrossFit Games is Rich, the you know at the time the greatest CrossFitter of all time, seemingly untouchable when it came to the CrossFit Games, stops and walks. Um, shit. Shoot. Sorry, Alex, if you're still listening with your kids in the car. I got to learn these words sometimes. Um, man, I forgot what I voted for. I think I voted for Rich Walking. <laughs> I forgot. What <laughs> I'm going to go Rich Walking. That for me, that this is a moment that completely like rocked my core as far as what I viewed an athlete as in rich walking and Josh Bridges winning was more of like, hell yeah, bro. That's for America. But like the rich walking for me had definitely more of an impact on as far as my reaction to it than the bridges thing. Bill, what about you? Uh, I got to call that one with Sean. And I remember when we had the producers in our ear, like, Hey, we got shots on rich. Rich is walking right now. we got shots on rich. And we were trying to figure out, what was happening? Like, was he walking funny? Did he have a limp? Did he pull something? Um, this was the first time that we saw someone that had so much prowess have some sort of weakness. And it was not just like they weren't doing very good. It, he was walking like the dude doesn't do that. And it's right. not like he was looking around just to see. Let me just bring it down just a little bit. Not, you know, not go that far. The guy was walking. We have never seen anything like that. So that was really, really shocking. However, Watching Josh Bridges do Murph, like, like that was the culmination of every America montage, <laughs> uh, you know, Frank Stallone singing background music, whatever in the background, that win was unreal. And the way he called it as if he was, uh, man, Babe Ruth. old school. Yeah. Babe Ruth, you know, pointing out there and it's, it's going that way. Yeah. And I'm surprised it. bald Eagles didn't cross the finish line exactly. with them. Like where were the F 14s that were doing <laughs> the flybys right when that was ha- like all of that stuff. It was, it was so unreal. The fact that, you know, here's a, here's an, a Navy seal doing this for an, a workout that was designed for a Navy seal, you know, here a workout named for the Navy seal who's calling it like it's coming back to America and he just goes out and does it. Like that was just bad ass. So <sighs> yeah. bridges. I don't know how he ran so fast America. with the massive size of his balls as he did that. I know. Like it's amazing. Walking with your with your legs out to the yeah. side like that's gotta be insane. So you can run faster on three legs than you can with two. All right, Brian, Apparently. with that being said <laughs> uh tough call, but I'm gonna vote for Bridges. Ooh, okay. Good two one. do one. John? Yeah, I'm going to go Bridges, too. I All mean, right. it's just, you don't get, like, the way Bill described it, you don't you don't get better than that. A workout made for a Navy SEAL, and a Navy SEAL wins it after not being there last year. Although I agree with what you said, Chase. When Rich walked, it was kind of like, he's human, too. Mm. He's not different, you know? And I think that that sticks with a lot of people. I like it. I'm not going to argue because I'm pretty sure I put bridges on my bracket. I'm t- I have, my bracket's gone to sh- crap. <laughs> like I already know. <laughs> I screenshotted your bracket. I've just voted against it. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so Bridges and Murph will advance. So a 5 takes down a 12 as we come down to a 13-4 matchup. Carrie's last sprint mile to the podium in Atalanta for 2020 at the CrossFit Games at the Ranch or Annie's first muscle-up. My gosh, this whole side was so hard to pick from. 2009, Annie Thorstadter's first muscle-up, which is basically on any like CrossFit Games highlight reel promo video. Until recently, which we'll get to at the bottom of this bracket. <laughs> right. Um, John, why race. don't you go first? Carrie or Annie? I'm going to go Carrie. Uh, I I know Annie getting her first muscle up is iconic. And and I've talked to... Uh, I've talked to a couple girls who are saying like that, that is what got them into CrossFit is Annie getting her first muscle up. Like that's kind of what spurred on like a movement, but there was, there hasn't been an American on a podium since 2014. You know, it's been a, a European takeover, if you will, and Australia, but, uh, and for, and you watch Carrie when she gets off of those pull-ups because Catherine was catching up to her. She sprints for her <laughs> life. Yeah. And, uh, and she was able to hold on. I think her last mile was like 807 or 8.10. I, I'm pretty sure I timed it and it was almost exactly what her first mile was. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Carrie. Brian, what about you? <clears throat> um, I think that. It's just an unlucky draw for Carrie here. Uh, <laughs> kind of, and, and honestly, kind of like that moment. Like, you know, that was an incredible moment for her career, kind of a capstone to her career, but it was in a very private, isolated setting because of the nature of how, how the games were that year. Uh, I think that, that that Annie in 2009, just in general, was revolutionary for women in this sport, in fitness, of understanding what the women, a woman's body could be, look like, do, et cetera. Mm. Um, so I'm going to vote for Annie here. All right, Bill. Uh, that's actually really interesting that you picked that because I feel like um, because like you and John have gotten into the game a little later than me and Chase have that a lot of these early ones wouldn't really get their due. So I'm actually excited that you picked that one. That's actually oh. kind of cool. Um, however, that being said, <laughs> um, <laughs> that being said, uh, <laughs> watching Carrie's event in the 2020 event in, in Atlanta was, and we, we talked about this chase when we were there, it was by far the grittiest, just assault on someone's body. It's, it's re really similar to what Cara did in, in the Murph. Like she just did not stop yeah. no matter what was going on and Carrie needed this. And we've never really... We always knew Carrie was good, but we never really saw her go to the deepest, darkest place and just keep on going. And that's exactly what she did to get on the podium. So what she was able to pull off there, I thought was more amazing uh, than Annie's first muscle up, even though Annie's first muscle up is like, it's like it opened the doorway for, for one, I mean, one for her, but just to see what, for what a lot of women can do. I mean, the fact that that's even a, a, a something in the game's, is pretty incredible, but I got to go with, with, uh, carries, carries Atlanta, man. I remember, you know, we got to be there, not there, there, we were there, but somewhere else watching that happen. And, you know, the big thing coming out of that was how is Carrie going to handle this pressure in the position that she's in and with Katrin basically running her down towards the tail end of the, the meat of that during the pull-up section, you know, Carrie gets off what 20 seconds, maybe less. Yeah. 
Yeah, then in front of Katrin, who Katrin, who just, by the way, won the trail run. So we know yeah. what she's capable of. And Carrie, who is voiced, I don't like running as much as I do the other things. So you, I'm with you, Bill. It's like that was the grittiest, one of the toughest performances I've ever seen at the CrossFit Games. And for Carrie to do that and to, you know, take the win and outrun Katrin. That being said, Annie's first muscle up is one of the most iconic moments when you talk about, as Brian said, is, is birthing the, you know, what the female athlete can do in the sport. And she went from getting her first ring muscle up at the ranch in Aromas with the judges and crowd cheering for her. And we're talking about things that are iconic in the CrossFit Games. It's really really hard to beat what Annie did in 2009. So I will go with that one of Annie over Carrie, which I believe tie break, tie break time. Oh man. All right. Those of you guys watching the first, going to win on this tie break first either. five. This side is so stacked. I'm not going to be upset. Whoever wins comment, Annie or Carrie first to the five will move on. As I am trying to click over. All right. Wow. Oh, wow. Landslide. Landslide. Oh, no. Yeah. Ooh. Annie. Annie, Annie, Annie. Dude, Annie. Annie. Dang. Dang. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Thanks for for calling. Look at at all these people that are responding right now. That's so rad. Carrie. Annie. Thank you, guys. This is great. All right. Annie. 2009. Must. I I one more thing about Carrie's smile, though. I know she just lost, but like <laughs> he, hearing uh, hearing Kotler and Ben Bergeron go back and forth too, like oh. that makes the moment for me too. I mean, you know, that was they're yelling good. at their athletes, and you know, Kotler's saying, "Listen to Ben. You hear him cheering her on. Motivate <laughs> yourself." Like, like, like that. That is awesome. Like, I love things like that. dude. Justin so, Kotler could like, probably get me to do a 400 pound deadlift that's how motivating he is then and that's saying a lot (laughs) all right so annie will advance on as we move to the next one we have ooh 2013 jason kalipa the beginning of the we have the burden run and the marathon row oh i'm on mute hang on how's that we back hold on you're muted i'm muted standing by Stand by. Hold on. Am I still muted? Oh, no. Oh, no. Bill, you want to preview these two? Well, he's, well, yeah, he's yeah. Bill, Bill, go ahead. I'll hop Chase, in there. Okay. So, so we got a mute? three versus a 14. Uh, still on we mute? have a double race with Kalipa winning the 2K, which went right into a half marathon row. Um, and then also the burden run. And this was the first time we have who is Henshaw. It's the first time we had uh, really the, How about the now? who, you know, trying to figure out who this Henshaw guy is and when Jason was working with him. Uh, and then we also have that against Bukowski pulling the sled in the fourth event um, in his fourth event ran as a rookie. And the way he was pulling the sled across the uh, tennis stadium. No, Chase, you're still not on yet. Fuck. <laughs> still not on yet. <laughs> Uh, and the way he was pulling the sled across the field um, in the tennis stadium and the way he was doing it compared to everyone else, which was so unique. Everyone else was doing the, you know, 
tiny little hand, hand over hand over hand pulls in, except for Fakowski's doing these big, long, extended pulls, you know, using his length to his advantage. So big battle between these two. And with that being said, Brian, why don't you go first? <clears throat> so I'm only going to do this once. Am I still muted? Show that this is not the Fakowski event I would have put in here. I would have included the um, strongman's fear finish between him and Fraser, and I would have oh, voted okay. for it here. But instead, I'm going to vote for Kalipa and the 2K row, half marathon row, burden run trifecta, back to back to back as one of the most impressive stretches that any that I've ever seen of an athlete at the games because you wouldn't, you would expect him to win either How one of those now? rows, but to win both, regardless of who we are, is very challenging. And you wouldn't expect him to win any workout at that point in his career that has the word run in it. But he just looked so impressed for across those three. And I think that a lot of times when it comes to Kalipa, like that 2008 is like, well, there weren't all the people around here yet. And, and people don't realize like he continued to be excellent for a lot of years after that. It's just that Rich was there always stealing the limelight. But this was a really important moment for him, those those three workouts. So I'm going to vote for Kalipa here. Ooh, big one. Big Am I one. still muted? No, you're, no on, you're on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hey, well, welcome back, dude. Hey, sorry about that. John, you're up. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, this brought Henshaw into CrossFit, and I think Henshaw has had one of the greatest effects on, at least in the elite CrossFit world, um, what he brought to the table because – after Kalipa did that, Rich was like, who are you working with? He, <laughs> he was so impressed by that, as was everybody. And then Rich got in touch with them. And then Matt saying, who, what, you know, what are you doing? And he's doing Hinshaw. The way Hinshaw has contributed to the CrossFit world, as far as competition goes, I think can't be understated. And it started with this. Um, so um, my vote's for Kalipa. Um, Brian, I think that was a good call of saying that if you would have done the strongman's fear race, uh, for Fakowski, that, that was definitely, I think, even though he won this one, I think that was a, that was a way more impactful moment. Um, but that was when in you, 2017, not 2016. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but the Kalipa, the way he did the rows, we knew, I knew he would win the sprint. Uh, the half marathon, I thought that like, okay, I knew he would do well, but I didn't know if he would do, I mean, it's still at that point, it's like, we aren't working as a sprint anymore. So there's, you know, there's other people that could slide in there. And then the burden run on top of that, like that guy, you talk about someone who doesn't run very efficiently (laughs) and doesn't move very efficiently. That was a big dude who did aerobic work and he just handled it. So that I, I got to go with the Kalipa wins. I will go with Kalipa as well. Uh, the the Fikowski 16 sled pull, that was cool. <clears throat> I think this is another buzzsaw on the, uh, <laughs> this side of the bracket. But what Kalipa did, and, and John, you're right. What that did to bring Henshaw into the CrossFit space, which really revolutionized how CrossFitters train their aerobic capacity work. Because before, they were just doing CrossFit workouts. Like, Oh, I have to go to the track. I have to do this. I have to go outside. And we've seen what that has manifested with, you know, our top tier athletes. For example, Fraser's trail run that we voted for earlier. So um, I'm with you there. So, all right, Kalipa advancing on. That is a 314 matchup. Now we go to an 11 6. We have 2010 Amanda versus 2020 Fraser and Toomey skipping across the finish line while holding hands. <laughs> 
cannot make it sound more lame than that. <laughs> well, I only say it because well, I know I know who Chase is going to pick. <laughs> so, for and I'll go first and get out of the way. For me, this is iconic moments. This is very subjective. I got to be a part of this. So this is when I made the CrossFit Games. And for me, obviously, that was an iconic moment. You know, I have a huge... Um, I have a huge moment with my dad in this event. You know, I've always wanted to play sports. I always wanted to be a professional athlete. I wanted to be under the lights in a stadium and have my father in the stands watching. And I got to experience that for truly the first time in my life during Amanda. But outside of my own personal feels, this was the moment that turned the Dusty Ranch Barbecue CrossFit Games into the spectacle that we know and love today. You had a national anthem. You had a flyover. And then you had Dave Castro as the floor MC, And he lost his voice by like the eighth event of or heat <laughs> of Amanda. Yeah. And this was really, I think this was the huge turning of the tide for the spectacle that is the CrossFit Games that we know and love today. So I'll go with Amanda. Bill? Good call. Um, yeah, man, that when the lights went down and what that actually was and the way the, even the way that they arranged it, they had that they had the uh, the rig arranged in like that circle octagon kind of set up um, super different. And even even just in the event itself, watching Jason Kalipa almost destroy like a thirty thousand uh, dollar <laughs> boom camera and watching these big, strong guys, you know, struggling with the weight that they had was was um I think iconic in the fact that it really did start our, our modern day, our modern day games. Um, the race with uh, in Atlanta with Fraser and Toomey in, in our sport was something that I have never seen before though. Two athletes that are so good at what they do that they literally hand in hand can do the entire event. They didn't just come across the finish line together they did every rep together. They yeah. basically sink road Atalanta. Um, and both finishing, you know, finishing that event and both winning the CrossFit games at the same time. Like that was, I've never seen a stamp, not like I'm just going to crush everybody, but like, we're so damn good. We're going to do this <laughs> yeah. rep for rep. At, you know, a lot, this, the longest event we have in the, in the games this year, we're going to do a synchro and we're going to just smash all of you guys. Yeah. I got to go with Fraser and Toomey. That now, was just unreal. Let me preface Max like. Max won the event. Right. Yeah. right. I'm yeah. not downplaying how great that moment was if for my, my jokes oh, no, aside. No, 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 dude, I know. No, like, I mean, how could you not pick it? You were there at that. Yeah. So this is, this is me being totally subjective, right? There's a huge 100%. father-son moment that ties into this for me. Oh, so I'm yeah. just going to go with that. But like, you're right, Bill. The way for me, it wasn't the hand in hand thing. I was like, okay, that's cute. And I'm glad we did that. For me, it was watching Matt Fraser loaf the final and still win. <laughs> like, yes, that, that was more iconic to me than anything. And I remember we were, we were on a run and we were Noah getting pissed at Noah. Anything. Yeah. We're like, yeah. Noah, dude, you're letting them do that. How could you let them do that? They're not he even waits. racing you anymore. You're just like going, okay, bye, guys. I, he I, waits I, I, on I, Tia to finish her pull-up. <laughs> oh, right. Come on, Tia. Come on, yeah. Tia. Yeah. You got to go run. Okay. <laughs> and then, and Noah can't stop. Yeah, let's it's, finish this. All right, John, uh, tail off what you're going with. What's yours? Um. So Amanda originally was three different moments. Uh, Kalipa, Ooh. 
having some real struggles. <laughs> one. And then uh, Amanda being the first uh, event under the lights. And I agree with Chase saying like this kind of made the CrossFit Games. The jump in programming from 2008 to 2009 was a, a kind of a really big deal. Yeah. But the jump in production or like just this is what this is our Super Bowl. I think was the jump oh, in 2009 yeah. to 2010. Um, and then there was a really good race with Rich and Neil Maddox. Uh, and it was our first, it was the first event where it was like, wow, this rich guy, he's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> what about Spieler in that one? Though, yeah. No? And I think, and Spieler still wins. I think he wins that. Yeah. yeah. Camille. Like, this little guy, he's still kicking everyone. Chris and Clever. You still, you still do this event today in boxes. It's still a great CrossFit Oh, it's awesome. uh, workout. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's got Olympic, it's got semi strength with Olympic lifting, gymnastics, and it's cardio if you're fit enough. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think Amanda is a, is a huge moment in totality. Um, it's not like a singular moment, mm -hmm. but uh, my vote <laughs> is for, is for Amanda because even though it's awesome how Fraser and Toomey finished that together, it kind of is like, yeah, they're better than everybody. <laughs> you know we, we 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 knew that you know yeah so my vote's for amanda all right brian what's this what's the score right now two to one for amanda two to one for amanda yeah. all right well cue up the tie breaks oh no <laughs> even yeah, though boy brian there we go buddy i this is a tough matchup for me and we'll see where the people think in terms of uh legacy versus mo like modern someone said earlier that that Maderos moment of the cleans hasn't had a chance to mature yet mm. but in, and that's kind of how i feel about the fraser Toomey moment is like 10 years from now you look back and then be like like that moment summarizes that era of the sport just before but you guys vote do not ruin a childhood memory between me and my father please <laughs> at, at least get me out of the first round <laughs> all right first votes do we have amanda or atalanta brian is right though this is kind of like john elway winning the super bowl and retiring Ooh, this one to one Fraser riding into the sunset well we but didn't know that at the time better than all oh, we knew i mean you see them hug at the finish line it's oh. over dang dang look at that what is it oh, amanda two to one two to two Three to three, three. four to four. Oh, oh my gosh! My God. <laughs> what did we oh hit? I, oh, is it Amanda? Atlanta. Atlanta. Damn it! Well, it's five to five with Bruce. It's five to five. Oh my Bruce, gosh! Five done. Let's see. That would be six I, to I, six right it's, there. It's, it's Atlanta. All right, Atlanta got wow. there first. Atalanta got go, there Chase. first. There you go, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> what I can't see. What what is it, Brian? Go get my little my little violin over here. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. We still have it in our memories. <laughs> Amanda also. Okay, so Atalanta moves on. You heartless bastards. Atalanta moves on. Amanda also is part of the the you know the combo package. Was the um, event that birthed the um, no false ring muscle up? Yeah, anybody, I don't know anybody don't remembers that. So, little story there before we advance on, so I can soak up Amanda for five more seconds. Is this is the year where they announced the events maybe an hour before they went down, 
and everybody was in down underneath in the warm-up area. And Dave Castro comes in. He goes, all right, here's the workout. They said ring muscle-ups. Or and he goes, oh, by the way, we're going to put the ring six inches out of your outstretched reach on one arm. Not two arms, one arm, which made it even harder. So everybody had to jump eight to ten inches in the air, which I'm surprised most cross- CrossFitters could, could do that because they were terrible athletes back then. Um <clears throat> but jump jumping was a critical part of the uh, test this year though. Yes, yes, it was. Needed to test in the, it three in the times. open. Yes. <laughs> test out the structural integrity of your calves which I failed. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, everyone a bit down below was scrambling of learning how to do a muscle up because we couldn't jump up to the rings and like regrip our hands and then get into this false grip which is how we all learned how to do muscle up. So Amanda was the birth of the non-false uh, muscle up, and all of you guys voted against that. So I hope you feel better now. Good, screw you guys. No, you guys hated hated history. There was a video with Spieler way down the YouTube rabbit hole, and they asked him about muscle ups, and he goes, "Oh, I just kip, um, and then that's how I do them." Um, Is there the other video know. where he teaches I don't everybody? Know why more people don't do that. I'll say this, like, I love Chris Spieler, but he posted this video of, like, how to do butterfly pull-ups, like, 12 years ago, and it totally screwed up everybody's ability to do a butterfly pull-up, because he's like, ride a bicycle backwards, just tuck your heel to your ass as you do this, I was like, that is not, and so, like, everybody Googled that forever, and it, like, totally screwed up people's butterfly pull-ups, because they all... You see people you like tucking their heels to their butt as hard as they can. I'm like, oh my god! You watch the spiel video, you? Know how you, you get really good at butterfly pull-ups is to be five foot four and 130 pounds. Oh, I was gonna yeah, say, I was gonna say, drink really good at butterfly pull-ups. I was gonna say, drink tequila because that's how I learned butterfly pull-ups. John Young, go watch. Spieler go head to head with Hackenbrook in the 64 pull-ups, eight overhead squats workout. Oh, oh, yes. I know. Just, Do you know where we can find that? I've had a hard time trying to find that. I don't know, but that was that was so just, awesome. Just go, just go back to where you, uh, where he's in. He's it's a, there's an old video of him trying to hit a hundred pull up. Yes. No, I've seen I've seen that one a million times. Yes, Dude, it's so good. He gets one oh six. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. He also had the same number of rips in his hands while he's training for it. Totally. All right, we have a seven ten seed. We have Annie's 2021 200 pound snatch versus Matt Fraser and Tia Toomey in the 2019 clean ladder on the platform. Matt's 380, Tia's 265. Bill, we'll start with you. This isn't even a battle. Uh, this is Annie's all the way, 100%. I mean, and it's not the fact that she hit 200, it's, it's the. We've seen Annie's career and everything from getting her first muscle up to becoming a champ, to dealing with injury, to becoming a mom, to postpartum depression, to if am I going to be able to come back, to come back and hit this and still like not just this, I think, is a culmination of not just she made the lift, but like I'm still here and I am still as good as I ever was. And the the what that looked like compared to Matt and, and Tia doing what they, I mean, that that's their, that's like their home turf. Like that, they were supposed to do that, even though they were great lifts and it was cool watching them lift heavy stuff. Like watching Annie do that was unreal. I got to go Annie hundred percent. I'm going to save my <clears throat> Annie cell piece for later in this bracket when I need it, but I'm going to say Annie for now, short and okay. sweet, Brian. 
Everyone I know who's who's been to the games many times has said that there was never a moment louder in the Coliseum than when Fraser hit that clean at 380. And that and the 2019 version of this event was the uh, the impetus for the 2021 version that we ended up seeing. Ooh. It was the t- that this was Cross its first time saying, oh, we can't do an event like this unless we already eliminate part of the field and have a smaller condensed." And I I don't like either of these events for that regard. I want I would have liked to see in the format of 2021 in both instances with more athletes where they they lift and eliminate, and then once it's down to ten, then you have the one person at a time style. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have a bad feeling about both of these, but I'm going to kind of go with the forerunner here. So I'm going to vote for the Fraser Toomey 2019. Two to one, John. You know what? Make it a tiebreaker because I already see what everyone in the field is going to vote for. So whatever you got, John, come on, man. Well, I mean, the tie, I, the way the comments are going, I agree with. I, it's, it's Annie and it's not close for me. Um, it's, it's the post-pregnancy that I think sends it over the top because, you know, to, it's, it's kind of like the first time, I don't know, Cara's been pretty awesome too, but, you know, she had a baby and then comes back and it's better than she was before. Like, that's amazing. And this is the first moment where we were all like, oh my gosh, I think she could podium. Yeah. And like her 2021 third place, I think is her greatest achievement. I think that's better than her winning the games when she won the games. Um, as fit as people are today. Totally. Uh, and that was in her face when she hit it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and she doesn't have the prettiest form. And it's just, it's it, all of it together. You thought you she know, could podium at that moment because you're like, oh, wow, that was impressive. And Brooke just got injured. Exactly exactly what happened. Well, now uh, that Brooke's out, Annie has a chance. Uh, the, uh, and, you know, Brian said the crowd was never louder than when Fraser cleaned 380. And that very well might have been true. It should have been louder whenever she snatched 200. Mm. Because, well, you I, know what? They will always have that video on every single thing that CrossFit does. And I don't think that they'll have Fraser doing his clean every time they show like a, an entry or whatever. All right, give it to Annie. And they right. will have Fraser on every highlight reel for the next one we're about to well, talk about. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Oh, All right. That is, Annie that advances on. And then we yeah. have a 15, 15-2 buzzsaw. Of Chris Spieler on the Hill Sprint in 2009 versus Matt Fraser's What Can't This Guy Do? One of the greatest of many. This could be a bracket elimination round of itself of Sean Woodland calls at the CrossFit Games and Bill is iconic. Wow! <laughs> I'm, I'm voting for I'm voting for what can this guy do and I'm going to take a pee break. All right, let's yeah, talk about Steeler. Go for same. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes uh, a pre pee I, break. Like what Chase said, uh, I'm going to save my argument for this when Ooh. it counts. So uh, I'm going. What can't this guy do? And I'm going to take a pee break as well. Three for Matt, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> uh, I mean. Man, how just me just, and you here well, right I now. know, but like, I mean, Matt's already moving on. You were a direct part of this moment. What was that yeah. moment like while it was unfolding? Uh, you know, again, it was, it was amazing. To, you always talk about like, oh, you got to work on your weaknesses. You got to work on your weaknesses, and it was insane. Like, you know, he's gonna get better. But it's the way that he got better. He didn't just get it. Very similar to where, you know, Rich had the rope climb issue where all of a sudden he comes back the next year and it wasn't that he was, he just got okay. Mm -hmm. He dominated the ropes. This is what Matt did on all the run stuff. So 
here's a guy who's classically known as a lifter. He doesn't look like he should be very gymnasticky. He doesn't look like he should be any sort of aerobic guy at all. And then you, you put something where he was okay or that there was a, a, a deficit somewhere and he comes back and murders people. And I think that's what was the craziest thing. And what, I mean, you know, Sean always has great lines. I mean, he's, he's very good with the way he, he can articulate in using specific words, but, when Sean said this, this was a this was a true gut reaction. It wasn't a hey, what cool line can I come up with as I'm, you know, you yeah. know what Sean will do like when when you we we see the 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 winner coming towards the end and he's like, okay, what kind of cool line can I use as they're crossing the finish line? Yeah, this was a gut reaction comment. What can't this guy like seriously? What the hell can't this guy do anymore? <laughs> like that was a true statement. Yeah. So I mean, I. I, I, how can you not, how can you not put that one down? I mean, it, it, it was, I think that that statement is the epitome of what Matt Fraser is, mm -hmm. is literally what can't this guy do? He can do everything. Yeah, totally agree. All right. So we have come to the end of round one. We've all stated our cases for every vote that pass, and now it's going to get down to the nitty gritty. So we are going to go to round number two. We'll swing back over to the Madison bracket because this Carson bracket is just, you know, it's like the monsters of moments over here. So let's go back over to Looney Tuneville, and that is the other side <laughs> of the bracket. <laughs> and uh, so we have 2017. Fib oh my goodness, Fib this is already bad. Fibonacci final between Cara and Tia, Tia, or Tier if you're Australian. <clears throat> versus 2015. Dan Bailey catching the sunglasses on the sprint. I don't want to go first. So, uh, John, this is your bracket. You can go. <laughs> yeah, uh, this isn't this isn't close for me. Ooh. It's uh, the Fibonacci final. Uh, as awesome as Dan Bailey's moment was, it meant nothing in the grand scheme of things as far as who is the fittest man or woman in the world. It was just an awesome thing that happened. Um, when you watch the documentary for 2017 and you see Shane crying oh, yeah. and you see Tia crying, thinking it happened again mm -hmm. i i'm just not good enough <laughs> and if she if she ends up losing this games i don't think we have the tia to me that we have now totally agree like she at wins the same this time at the same time ahead, it was Ryan. just as devastating for kara it was because, oh yeah because kara yeah. in her mind thinks that she an opportunity slipped away from her in 2014 she got heat stroke in 2015 you know, and, and she was, she's still is arguably the fittest that's never won the games. And this was so close and she wasn't sure either. Um, I'm also voting for 2017 Fib finale here. Uh, I will vote Fibonacci final as well. Bill? Fib final. Not Fib final. Sweep. Sweep over Dan Bailey. And we go to our next one. Sam Sorry, Briggs man. passes Fikowski on the trail run in 2016. Or Matt Fraser obliterates the field in stage one of 2020 in friendly Fran. Brian, we'll go with you. I mean, we talked at length about how impressive his performance in friendly Fran was there. But in this case, I uh, I didn't even vote for Briggs passing Fikowski, even though it's a great moment. But uh, I am going to vote for it here. Um, 
And I think that in both of these cases, they lo both lose a little bit just for the environments in which they were done in of not having that, the excitement of a mm. fans being around them. Yeah. But uh, this is more of just a, a gut one for me. I'm going to go with Briggs over Fikowski or Briggs passing Fikowski here. Okay. Bill. Uh, I got to do friendly Fran on this one. I thought that that's super fun with Briggs and Fikowski, but when you look at this, the fact that Fraser was so dominant all by himself was just unreal. I'll go Fraser as well, just for the fact of we already thought we knew how much better Matt was over the field, and then this was something that we could barely really comprehend. And I think, John, you said this earlier, is like watching Matt full send a workout is something we rarely get to see. And then when we do, you're like, wow, this is how much better he really is than everybody, not just by how much he beats other people by. So I'll go with Matt. John? Yeah, I don't think this one is close. I think it's Fraser. Have y'all ever done Friendly Fran? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Friendly Fran is is what Fran should be for elite people. Because uh, back in the day, back in the day, it was impressive if you could do Fran Unbroken. And now it's if you're pretty fit, you could do Fran Unbroken. It's not hard. But he's the only one that sent it, sent it and could hold on the whole time. Everybody <clears throat> else blew up in the last round. Yeah, but it's also and, just a, a workout combination that he – we already knew he was amazing at this from uh, – No, 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 19.5 open announcement. He did it in a world oh, record yeah, time yeah. as the live announcement, that, that 33.27, whatever it was. True. Like, I, I mean, I, you don't, I don't want to say anything about, you know, range of motion because I always get – people get mad when I go, you keep saying the match short. <laughs> well when you recap the programming from this year's open on your I, i'm assuming you guys are doing that very soon yes. make sure that you look at the height and weight of the men that finish in the top 10 outside of dallin pepper this year mm, we will <laughs> we will all right so Brandy matt looks, matt moves on over briggs merton skews that a little bit and scott tatlow <laughs> and that's the and point scott tatlow yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's yeah. funny all right, so Matt advances on past Briggs, and we come down to Bridges, Froning, push, pull in 2014 versus Kara and Tia in heavy 17.5. <sighs> We're just going to skip past this run, right? Push, pu push, pull. We're just, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my vote is push, pull, Bill. Push, pull. John? I, it's closer than you guys, but push, pull. Brian? Push, pull. All right, push, pull advances. Then we have Fraser in 2019 going touch and go in the standard, the final of the 2019 CrossFit Games where he had to win to stay on top of the podium or Jason Kalipa finale in 2008. Ooh. I'm going to go with Kalipa. That, that moment, again, as we touched on, I think is a much more... The problem is if Matt listens to this podcast, he thinks I'm going to be hating on him the whole time, and I'm not. Sorry, it just didn't line up. I voted for your friendly friend, but Kalipa's finale, that whole thing, and what turned, I mean, think of what that turned Jason into after the yeah. CrossFit Games. Uh, I'm going to go Kalipa. Brian? Kalipa for me. John? I'm going to go Fraser. Two to one. Kalipa Fraser. Bill? Kalipa. Kalipa advances. Kalipa for the win. Three to one. <laughs> All right. So no ties in round two on the Madison side. And here we go. Round two. This might be the, uh, the f this is going to be like final four each time we go. Round two on the Carson side. We have 
Rich Froning dominating Sunday in 2014 to win the CrossFit Games for the last time as an individual, or Rich not being able to climb a rope, which led to his dominance at the CrossFit Games from 2010. Bill, I will start Dude, with this you. Is, this is the entry or the exit of Rich. Yeah. yeah. This is... Oh, <sighs> man. Son of a... Rich. All right, all right. Here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm doing it this way. There is no rich without the he can't climb the rope. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go the can't oh, climb the rope. Using the hopper argument. I'm ah. gonna use the I'm, well, kinda. I guess I will. But like, I, I will say this, Brian. You sold the rich can't climb the rope thing. You you put a lot of other things to that, which I really really like. But I think with this matchup right here, yes, we saw Rich exit and he dominated at the end, and that looked all that looked awesome. And you know, on that last Sunday, but this piece, this one piece is, I think, one of those precipice pieces for our champion. And so you, I don't think you would have Rich as good as Rich is, as I will not have any weaknesses as he is without this event. So I'm going the rope climb. So I had breakfast with Rich. I think this is 2012. He had just won two. And we were having breakfast. And I asked him, I was like, hey, like an idiot. I don't know why I asked him this. Hey, do you like, still do you ever, suck at rope climbing? No, I was like, do you ever think about, <laughs> do you ever think about 2010? He's like, because, you know, I was like, do you ever think about 2010? Because, like, right now you have two and it's matched up with it. It's like, and you could have three if it wasn't for the rope. He goes, or it could have been none because of that rope. Or it could have just been one. So he, he even said he's like, the fact that that happened was the only reason he really became the athlete that he was. So it wasn't that I could have had three. His response was, or it could have just been one. Because yep. he said it, if you guys watch the Froning documentary, when he talks about that, he's like, that moment really made him choose what athlete he wanted to be. And I think if he would have made that climb, he would have just been like, what I'm doing currently is good enough. So I'm just going to keep being this guy. And that switched to what I'm doing is not good enough, completely changed him as an athlete. So I will go with Rich not being able to climb the rope in 2010. John? Yeah, those arguments are kind of swayed my opinion. Um, I I agree with what you guys are saying. Um, because if he can climb even a little bit better, he probably does – he might not win 2014. Because mm. he only won by a little bit. Like, he didn't win by a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll have swat you. I originally said – I know I'm, I'm, like, caught in a hard place right now. I originally was thinking fittest man in history just because of the call. But I agree. So, like, when Rich fails, as awesome as he is, when he fails, they are fantastic. <laughs> they, are, they, are, they are enormous. And, uh, like a supernova. And, of failure, you know, and it lit a it lit a fire in him that couldn't, you really couldn't be stopped. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Rich can't climb the rope. All right, surprisingly, Corey had a, a great uh, point here. Is like you don't have 2014 Rich without the 2010 Rich. So the fact that he couldn't climb that rope probably didn't give and, us the and athlete I'll that take we had. It further, that would mean Fraser would win in 2014. Ooh. Yeah. We might have a different phrase. Him failing that rope affected the entire CrossFit timeline. Rich changed the course uh, of history. Butter, butterfly effect, man. Look at that butterfly yeah. effect. <laughs> All right, so Rich in 2010 moves on as we slide down 
We have the five seed Josh Bridges Ooh, this is, this is a hard going one. full America, winning Murph in 2016 versus Annie's first muscle up in 2009. Brian, we'll start with you, sir. Uh, I will. <sighs> Man, <laughs> this is tough. I was there in 2016 for that winning Murph, and that was um, one of the. Like I remember having goosebumps watching him finish that event. It was a very powerful event for anyone who was in the stadium that year, and his emotion was palpable. You could feel it. I didn't get that same experience because I wasn't there in 2009 with Annie, but I have a feeling that they were similar in that regard, where like everyone who was there could experience the emotion with them, which is what I think makes this one really difficult. Uh, but I'm going to go with the, kind of the legacy vote here and what it did. I still think it's very, very powerful, uh, you know, Annie's presence overall that year, and that's the most iconic moment from it. So I'm going to vote for Annie. Bill. Uh, <clears throat> it's really a, it's a hard one. Um, it's funny that you said the legacy. I thought I totally didn't think you were going to go with Annie, Annie when you said that. I, I would vote kind of the... When I think of CrossFit, I think of honor and battle and, you know, waving your flag and leaving it all out on the floor. And I can't help but pick Josh on that one. Um, mm. I got to go with Josh. So I, when we first came to this, I believe I said rich walking and then everybody shit on me about my lack of patriotism which I will not stand for with a Captain America shield hanging over my head <laughs> as well as an American folded up flag in front of my face. So for America and completely screwing up my own bracket yet again, I'm going to go with Josh Bridges and Murph. All right. I kind of, I kind of want to make this a tie, but I'm going Bridges too. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, any, any for me is like, is like cheering on the last place person in your class. Like everybody gets around you and cheers you on, right? Like she can't mm. do a muscle up and we're all rooting for her to get a muscle. You up, have completely right? ruined like, this moment now <laughs> that you said that. It's, it's feel good. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, and she gets it. It's awesome. Right. But Bridges is like, I'm about to F y'all up and y'all don't, y'all can't stop it. And he did it. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's powerful. All right. Bridges advances over Annie's first muscle up as we come down to Jace Kalipa, Burden Run, 2K, and Half Marathon back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back wins, bringing Chris Henshaw into the CrossFit space after that performance, or Matt Fraser and Tia Toomey winning Atalanta hand-in-hand -hand across the finish line. John. We'll kick before, it right back to you. Before, before we do this one, I'm going to read Hector's comments because I think they're hilarious. He goes, you guys are thinking like Americans, not as CrossFitters. I mean, <laughs> I think I, I prefaced think that, Hector. So for my own defense, that's exactly what I said I was doing. <laughs> yeah, Chase, Chase has a great excuse. I threw out yeah. all reason and just went total, total full-blown American right there. You are correct, Hector. Uh, for me, this is who is Henshaw. Mm. And... Uh, Chase influenced this one on me a little bit when he's like walked together hand in hand on the finish line uh, in Atlanta. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go 2013. Who was Henshaw? Brian. I actually like 
kind of hate the moment. Uh, I feel like it was a bit manufactured, but in terms of a moment, it will yeah. live for a long time. So I'm going to go with Fraser and Toomey. Ooh. Bill? Uh, I, Dude, I 100% agree with you, Brian, that it was manufactured. I don't think that there was anything but it being manufactured. But if we're talking moments, that's going to be something that will stick around for a long time. I think that what Jason did and who is Henshaw and the effect that Henshaw has had on everyone is definitely something that has, has come from Jason and his wins there, without a doubt. But as far as a moment goes, I got to go with Matt and Tia. Same. As far as uh, history of the sport and things that we will look back on as iconic moments over the years, I think what Jason did was incredible. I think having Chris Henshaw in the space is invaluable. Um, even on his broadcasts, like I can listen to that guy. I can watch him call a half Ironman and just be enthralled the entire time. However, when we talk about iconic moments, things that we'll remember forever, especially from the 2020 games, the Matt T crossing the finish line hand in hand is a, uh, Special in that degree. So, was that 3-1? Matt, moving on. Okay, yeah. Matt and T advance. And we come to the end of round two on the Carson side. And it's Annie's 200-pound oh, snatch terrible. versus Sean Woodland and Matt Fraser's What Can't This Guy Do? Ooh. Oh, man. Billy, lead us off. Ah. Uh, 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 dang. Um. Oh my gosh! <laughs> shit. Sorry, Annie. Um. You want to know? You you want to know what's lame? Is I'll tell you. Like okay, so like you know, I'm older than than you guys. So the old school ABC Worldwide of Sports always had the you know the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat and they had the same shots they would show the wrecking on the skis and the that piece of crossfit ever has something like that the problem is both of these will be on that i know that's what sucks that's what sucks <laughs> um, and as much as what sean was saying um those are those are words and words are worth what the words are, but a picture says a thousand words. Oh, look at you! So I got, I gotta go, I gotta go with Annie. Listen, I've busted but my it, own bracket enough at this point. I'm gonna at least salvage something. But I also truly do feel this way: is that the Annie moment, the look, everything leading up to it? Did she make it in the thirty seconds or not? <laughs> All yeah. of that, which I will still save. I still got more in the tank, but I'm going Annie. I'm going Annie. Brian? I didn't vote for Annie in the first round, and I'm not going to vote for her here. <laughs> um, I, I think that the what, what can't this guy do is, is, is more powerful. So I'm going to go with that. All right. John? Now, Bill, you said a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, the guy who made the pictures for the documentary was uh -oh. running alongside Fraser, uh -oh. and that's a part of this moment too. Uh-oh. If you recall... Mars running. Oh no, hundred percent. But we aren't talking about that guy. We're talking about this other guy. When we're saying, "What can't this know, guy do?" I know. What but, you got, uh, John? Annie, say Annie, it. I, oh, I have. What can't this guy do? Oh <laughs> no. Um, I, I I would say it is close. It is. I, I want to say, and therefore, let's see what the people to, think. 
for Matt to humble himself the way he did and go work out with the high school team to run faster, to sprint faster, I think speaks to that moment too. Because if you're the fittest man in the world and you're like, I'm going to get smoked by high schoolers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. It takes a lot. And for it to culminate into that, I think it's huge. All um, right. Well, it's rough because both of these are both culmination sort of. Oh, 100%. This is not such you know an unfair I mean? matchup. Like, there's a lot of but history Andy, behind both of them. Yeah, but Annie can always, she always snatched all right, you know? Like, Fraser sucked at running. It's a good point. Sprinting, sprinting. All right, well, we have a tie, folks. So those of you watching right now in the comments, drop us, Matt or Annie. Matt or Annie. We have two to one, Annie. Matt, Mars running, that is not a vote. Junior high team, also not a vote. Matt or Annie, three to one. Three to one, Annie with the Sean. lead. Yeah. Sean gets a vote. Three to two. Three to three. I will say Sean is the vote. Four to three. Annie. Four to four. Matt wins. Oh, uh, wow. Let's go. Matt let's go. 2016. What can't this guy do? As we close out round two and we move to round three, we'll go over to the Madison side as we have the Fibonacci final 2017. Cara versus Tia, and Matt Fraser obliterates the field in Friendly Fran, and I'm sorry, but this is where Friendly Fran goes to die because the Fibonacci <laughs> final will be advancing for me. Bill, how about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, Matt's, Matt's showcase is amazing, but this is the race right here. So you, you, if you're talking about the race in the moment, this is the Fibonacci final. John? Hmm. Ooh. Pause. Just <laughs> you just having a moment. Of, are you having Fibonacci a moment of silence? <laughs> Three to zero. Oh, right. right. I'll go Fibonacci final. Hey, don't let Brian influence you like that. You can no. stay in your ground. I'm just saying that was my, that was my vote either way. Yeah. So I don't want him to stress too much yeah. about it. You can stay yeah, in your no. ground. No, are they pretty? Yeah. All right, Fibonacci, Fibonacci final. final takes over friendly Fran. We slide back down the list, and we have push pull. Bridges, Froning versus Kalipa's walk-off in 2008. And now things get a little more spicy. John, we'll circle back to you. Push-pull or Kalipa's 2008 final? I want to go push-pull. Brian? <laughs> He's been, like, setting us up to vote against push-pull the whole time, and now he just votes for it off the bat. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, hey, hey, hey. Hey, if this was against the standard when Fraser went touch and go, I think that moment is more powerful than push pull, but it's not. It's against Kalipa's walk off win. Well, wait till we get to yeah. round four because shit's going to get real. I will also vote for push pull here. And um, I think if the coverage of that event in 2008 was the same quality as 2014, ah. it might be more of a, more of a argument, but I mean, but the production Sam was very high at that stuck. point. The, <laughs> under the lights, uh, that whole the whole tennis stadium versus Aromas, the atmosphere, like 2000 uh, push pull is carrying a lot of momentum that 2008 just didn't have the opportunity to to field against it here. Brian, you actually make a great point. I mean, imagine broadcasting that bill and you're watching Matt or Jason Kalipa's rep count get closer and closer yeah, and closer and closer yeah. and closer. Yeah. Minus and closer. Five. yeah. 
That would have been that would have been epic, but it wasn't because push pull for me. Anytime I feel like I'm getting low testosterone, I don't take tea because that is illegal. I just watch that video again and I'm back up to full. Bill? Uh well, I was gonna go for Jason anyway, so but I that's okay. I'll take the I'll take the three to one loss. Three it's to right. one push pull advances and we go back to the Carson side and lordy, 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 here we go. <laughs> Matt or Rich Froning can't climb a rope in 2010 versus Josh Bridges Murph in 2016. Woo. Brian, you get the honors to lead us off here. Look, I thought I, when this first got announced to me, I thought fittest man in history had a chance to win. Uh, it barely snuck out over the hopper and Rich Froning climbed the rope, beat both of those. So I, I got to go with Rich here on the rope. Bill. I know. I know. The the hard the hard part is that one is a moment and then uh, the other one is like uh it's not a moment it's it's a it's something that that has a lot more things that are connected to it. There's a lot that's connected to the rich not climbing the rope. You and know you what it make made it him become moment, just Josh yelling at the finish line. Well, moment. no, I know I, it, Josh is the moment. Like I, I, when I look at that, like I see the moment, like, I, again, I have the whole picture in my head of, like I said, Eagles flying and flag wave, <laughs> like all of that stuff. Like I see the moment of that. When I look at the moment of rich, not able to climb the rope, I don't see that. I, I, yes. There's a lot of things that stemmed from that, but if I have to compare on what was the moment, the moment is Josh winning, winning Murph. Mm. The extension stuff, I would pick Rich. But if we're talking about a moment, what's the greatest moment I, uh, between these two? I would pick Josh. I gotta, I gotta weigh in here, okay? Because I've been, I've been holding on to this as an argument for Rich can't climb the rope. When <laughs> you guys still to go, he did climb the rope. True, yeah, I did one time, and, and that is that is another element of that experience or moment that uh, that I think people can really resonate with because there's. There's a lot of times in workouts where you ask yourself the question, can I do this? How am I going to figure this out? And obviously, you know, the open is a great example of that historically. And uh, to see one of the best, you know, of all time overcome that in live competition, especially when Dave's telling him, hey, man, if you don't do this, you're not you're not going on the podium at all. It's a big deal. It yeah. is a big deal. I don't he disagree did, with you on any of that. At once. Josh Bridges did deadlift 405. They're totally. Kind of. Yeah, when everyone's saying that he can't deadlift, it's like, what are you talking about? I did deadlift. What are you talking about? It's not of. as many as this other guy over here. All right, so is it one-to-one -one right now? One-to-one. -one. John? I mean, what you said, Brian, makes Bridges the answer for me because it's Ooh. not as powerful if he, uh, he, he did do it. You know what I mean? It's not like he couldn't climb it at all. Uh, yeah, I'm on Bridges. Okay. All now, right, Chase. Listen. I am uh -oh. I am pro America. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna go. But, at, but I'm also Team Dave. And so this is like a cat versus Iron Man situation that I'm trying to deal with. You know, this is you know Avengers Civil War action. And as I'm looking at this, you know, Brian made a great point about the olden hardened days of CrossFit. And we talk moments, 
And the time at which Castro walks over to someone who is in poise to win the CrossFit Games and says, I won't even put you on the podium if you don't climb this rope. To have the balls to do that in the <laughs> competition and then Rich actually get up there after threatened with that. And what that moment trickled down over the years, I'm going to go Rich which I believe this makes it a 2-2 two, two tie. So Rich or Josh is the votes that we need to have in from you guys that are watching. So the first five votes, Rich or Josh, will advance this into the next round. This is kind of like push-pull. I know. Let's With see. Josh Bridges. Oh, Josh. Out again. Yeah. Josh. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Well, looks like you should have climbed the rope. You know, you want to know what you want to know what's funny? I bet if you would have changed. Now, we talked about all the things that the Rich not being able, quote unquote, being able to climb the rope did. That's what I meant about all the extension stuff. If you would have said the moment was Dave Castro telling Rich you're not going to get on the put. Like, I think to me, that's different than mm. Rich can't climb the rope as far as a moment goes. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. fair. All mean, right. That's your you know, definition of a moment. To well, and that's your subjectivity, which makes this fun. All right. Bridges by Absolutely. a landslide. Yeah. yeah. Takes over. Rich can't climb a rope. And we come down to Matt and Tia crossing the finish line in 2020 together versus what can't this guy do? And I went last, so I'll turn it around and go first. Is I'm going to go with Matt Fraser's sprint and Sean Woodland's call of what can't this guy do for a lot of reasons you guys have said over the last few rounds. But we talked about Matt's you know, unveiling of his distance running skills at the trail run. And then he comes back in the same year and shows off one of the things that derailed him in 2015 and propelled him in 2016 is I'm going to go with the Matt Fraser sprint bill. Uh, can, can you scroll up? It's Matt and who? Uh, Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Matt and Atlanta. Uh, yeah, the, I, that I, I, as much as I like the Atlanta, those guys going together, the, what can't this guy do? I mean, that, that's, that is that is Matt Fraser. That is what should be on that guy's headstone when he goes down. <laughs> what can't this guy do? What can't this so guy do? Vote. Yep. All right, Brian. I'm with you guys. What can't this guy do? All right, John. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. What can't this guy do? All right, so we have come down to the final four on both sides of the brackets. Going back over to Madison, we have the 2017 Fibonacci final, Tia versus Kara. Going head-to-head against push-pull in 2014. Close finish versus close finish. I will not be going first. John, this is your bracket. You can lead things off. I'm going to go push pull. I'm just kidding. I'm going to Fibonacci. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bill. Coming to you. Oh, man. Um, all right. Now, I, I'm trying to put this in my brain as like the moment. 
the moment. Because <laughs> um, it's hard. I mean, like this I, is so hard. I mean, these are two very amazing. What I love about the comparison between the two is they're they're both races. Like mm-hmm. they're very good, close, back and forth. What's going to happen? All of that kind of stuff. Um, Additionally, they both took Madison. place. They both took place in iconic venues. Totally. Yes. I mean, like the setup. The setup is unreal. The setup on this one is unreal. I think uh, the the piece that tips the scale for me on this one is that uh, Fibonacci final mattered. Mm. Um, so I got to go with Fib final. Ooh. It mattered, but but so did push pull. Remember at the end of that workout, they interviewed Josh and Rich, and they pop up the leaderboard in the tennis stadium, and Rich and Josh goes, "Look who's back on top now." Yep. And, and he, Josh was third. Josh was in a podium spot after that too. Yeah. So all right, I'll go next. I mean, oh, these are by, probably the so the, the top two greatest Wait, finishes. Brian, did you pick push pull? I haven't picked yet. Brian hasn't oh, picked yeah. yet. Brian will be going last. Okay. Um, for me, as far as moments in one, I got to call the end of this, which was the Fibonacci final at the other. I got to sit and watch this in Carson while Bill and Sean were calling this. And as far as moments for myself, push pull is one of the greatest moments I have ever got to witness live. I've never heard the tennis stadium louder than this. The volume that filled that booth that we were in and to watch that and to hear Sean screaming through the wall next to us <laughs> of the actual call. And listen, push pull. That's going to be my vote. Push pull. Brian? Uh, let's turn it over to the fans. Push oh, pull. no. Don't do this. Oh, Brian. Don't put this into the hands of the fans. <laughs> I was confident you were going to say All that right. Early. Those of you guys watching, push pull versus, let's just put 2017 or Tia and Cara. Fibonacci might be too hard to. All right. Let's see. You can write FF or PP. Yeah. yeah. Fibby. Fibby. FF or PP. Whoa, dang. What do we got? Fibby. Wow. I think push pull got it. Push pull. One, two, three. Push pull. Two, three. Hey, Bruce, you don't get multiple votes now. Come on. It ended up being five, three for uh, push pull. Push pull. All right. That was close, too. That was a good one, though. Some of you guys voted too soon. Those are both worthy Final Four. Hundred percent, man. Those yeah, that's great. that's what the Final Four wanted to come down to. Push pull advances over Fibonacci final, and so they will be in the final. Versus. If Stefan was here, he would call all of you in the comments sexist. That's true. That's right. That's right. All right, we have Josh Bridges, 2016 Murph, versus 2016's. What can't this guy do, Matt Fraser and the sprint? Did he just mute again? Did you mute again? Did I mute again? Are you serious? <laughs> he got all excited and he muted yeah. himself. Am I muted again? God dang it, Chase. Son Come of a on. gun. Pull it together over there. Bill, Bill you're, you're Bill. in from the pen, Bill. Oh, you're dang. Get it up for us. There's, well, I don't even have control muted, of the board Chase. here. All right, so we got uh, – is he going to come back? No. I'm trying. No. 
All right. He's got his hands up in the air. Son of a gun. This is, they can hear I, me I on the podcast, though. So if you guys are listening a, on the podcast, you can hear again, me. Again, talking about the moments, talking about not necessarily what the what it means or what it brings or whatever, but the moment. And what's great on this one is the last one were two races. These ones are definitely two individual, succinct, tight moments in time, a sliver of time um, that these two get to battle against each other. So I think this is a, uh, oh man. All right. You go first, Brian. I want to hear you. I want to hear with that. Nothing on the table. I want to hear what your words are. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So it's 2000, both moments come from 2016, <sighs> which is kind of cool. I was there and got to see both of these live in person. Uh, and they were both in incredible. I would say that in person, Bridges winning Murph was a more pow powerful moment. But in the retrospect and looking backwards in time, I would say by far what can't this guy do is more is more impactful. So I'm going to go with what can't this guy do. All right. What about you, John? Yeah, what Chase said, uh, he watches push-pull to get testosterone. That's 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 what can't this guy do for me. Um <laughs> My mic is still way... not working. Oh, wait. Am I back? No, you're on. You're hey, on, okay. On, oh, my gosh. Sorry, guys. Uh, Internet. And Matt Fraser. And, like, yeah, I think him winning the long distance event, too. He ran, he won the 7K, 6K, and then, and then won this, basically won the sprint. He won his heat. Like, that is so hard to do to be the fastest on a sprint and the fastest long distance. Ask Sam Briggs how hard that is. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's what can't this guy do for me? Uh, you said something, Brian, that I think was uh, actually a really interesting comment was if you watch Bridges win Murph live, the impact that you had being there was gigantic. When you were there, you didn't get to hear what can't this guy do. Oh. You only saw that if wow. you were at home watching that or if you were watching it on, on like, you know, one of the many Instagram little sound bites or whatever. So that one has a lot more longevity to it. So I think. If we're talking about greatest moments, like I would have to go with what can't this guy do too, just because of how many people it hit. Even though you'll see Josh winning and you know his iconic screams and all that kind of stuff, that what can't this guy do, that piece, that moment nailed a lot more people than it did when Josh won, just because of how it it's it went so viral so quick. I <clears throat> I like what you said there as far as not actually getting to hear the call, even though the call itself made that moment even greater than it was. Yeah. Um, I would say that Josh Bridges moment was amazing. Seeing a celebration from Josh Bridges is a treat. We have one of those in the final. Yeah. Waiting in the wings. I think as far as moments that really took me back of just like a jaw dropping performance, Matt's, Winning of that heat in the sprint was one of those, and those are one of the be one of those moments that I'll remember personally, just watching take place. Being like, I cannot believe what I'm seeing in front of my eyes. Whereas Josh Bridges, even though I'm pulling for him to win, that isn't knocking me on my butt as far as like how is this possible that the what this can't guy do with Matt Fraser in the sprint. So I will also vote for that. And with that being said, the final. Is now settled. Oh, this is what we wanted. This is oh, what we man. wanted. So we have push pull Fraser versus Bridges, or uh, Froning versus Bridges versus Matt Fraser's. What can't this guy do? 
And if Savan was here, this is the most sexist finale in the history of podcasts because <laughs> apparently it's all dudes. Because there's all it's <laughs> all joking aside. I don't want to pick first. Uh, let's see. Let's see. John, we'll let you go last because this is your baby. Bill, you first. Um. All right. You first. Uh, I think that. I mean, if you talk about moments being paired up for a final, these are two gigantic moments in in our sport. They just are. Um, the difference between the two, I think, is the 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 push pull is the setting, what it looks like, the iconic, you know, under the lights, Friday night, uh, you know, two of the big names in our sport at the time, these two burly looking dudes that are pulling things across the floor and the handstand, put all that stuff in the battle and the race between those guys. Um, when I see that, even though there's the win, you know, and Josh, you know, raising his hands and the big scream and the smack on the ass and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot to that piece. Whereas again, if you're looking at a single moment and I, when I, and again, this is like, what's hard about the definition of what it is. If I have to pick a single moment, that phrase, what can't this guy do about the best athlete we have in our sport that showed not only that he's good at everything, but when we always talk about, you've got it, you know, shore up your, your weaknesses, you know, make, make those your strengths and all the things he did to do that, to see this guy do something that he should not be able to do and do it handedly over everyone else. That piece, that, what can't this guy do? That's gotta be the moment. Ooh. All right. I'll go next. I'll go next. Bill, you're right. It's hard to argue that. To work on your weaknesses to come out and win a sprint event that you lost in a massive way. But here's the thing. <laughs> Matt didn't win the sprint. Matt won oh. his heat. Yep. Matt took second. And how can I vote for someone who didn't even win his event over the greatest moment in the history of the CrossFit Games, which is the battle between Josh Bridges and Rich Froning and the sled pulls across the tennis stadium floor in Carson, California, and the tennis stadium, which is the greatest venue in the history of the CrossFit Games, and Josh Bridges jumping up and Alex turning the radio down, screaming, fuck yeah, to the fans in the greatest <laughs> moment in the history of the CrossFit Games. I will vote for push-pull because that is my favorite moment in the history of the CrossFit Games that I got to be a part of personally. So, yes, I will vote for push-pull. Brian, since you're way more mellow than I am, why don't you go next? Even us out. I, lo I loved that. <clears throat> that was amazing. And uh, if you had asked me to go second, I would have said all the same things as you. Um, and so I'm going to vote with you. I'll go with push-pull here. I think that there's, if you've never been to the tennis stadium, and I know some people never have the chance to do that, I still think that it is the best venue we've ever had for the sport. I think that's the best moment from that venue. I think those two guys are, are, are epic role models for a variety of different ways about uh, what a CrossFitter, a CrossFit athlete can be. And that was, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that every time I think about that moment, it brings chills up my spine. Um, and I just think that it's got, it's got to be the choice here. All right. Chase is on mute again, so I'm going to go ahead. 
Um, but to combat what his what he said about Matt getting second, I think if Gamboa was in the second heat, I think Matt would find a way. He was like point one of a second that he, he was second place. Um, and for every reason that Brian said, as far as chills up my spine, when I hear that call in 2016, I feel like when Rich walked in triple three, it was like he's human. But when Matt did that, it felt like it was impossible. It felt like he was nobody's human. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like there, so Rich there was human. What can he not do? <laughs> exactly. It's <is> so true. <laughs> it, it, the way he said that fit everything that everybody was feeling. Um, so that, in my opinion, that is the best moment of all time in the CrossFit Games history. So I mean, truly hard to argue voted, that. <laughs> I would have voted it against everybody. It's my favorite moment. Um, so now we have a tie. Oh, my see. goodness. Are we but, uh, really going to have this all come down to a tiebreaker with the fans? All right. This is it. Push-pull versus Matt Fraser. First five votes. Or one or the other. One, we got one push pull, two push pull. Oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> guys! Oh, is this it? Is this guys. the moment? It's a sweep. The, yeah, it is. Yeah. The people yep. have spoken. Push pull is well, the greatest moment. In CrossFit Games history, wow, I, man, I that was super fun. Out of the out of the bracket. <laughs> as soon as I saw well, that you, moment in there, I was like, "Oh, hello, you." No, <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's a great moment. I just don't get chills the way other people do with it. But and that's that's the best part of all this because we could have <laughs> yeah, done this. No, yeah, we yeah. could have done this with Agreed, ten different people and came down to ten different. 10 different conclusions, but all right. After all that, push-pull rises to the top of the bracket. And, once man, again. once again, yes, push-pull is 2-0. and oh, with yeah, greatest, y'all should have thought of that. You can make of, it the winner of this one, too. Hey, well, I'm not going to, like, what am well, I supposed you, to you do, wanna, bro? You want to know what was <laughs> – when we, when we did it, we did it as events. Yeah. And the event. problem was – and problem, because I said I didn't want it to win – the problem, the issue was all of the things that you just mentioned that for the reason that it won as the moment is what made it win as the greatest event. That that is fair. Yeah. And I and when I when I was looking at it, I was like, I didn't think it was the greatest event. Oh, yes, Bill all hated of those it. other things were awesome, <laughs> which makes it really awesome in this event, in this uh this bracket set up here. So just Hey Chase, yes. Chase, yes. who won the women? He lost his voice again. You lost your voice again. In push pull. Did I did. I did. Chase, you're oh, gone. Did. You're he muted did. again. He did. Bless. <laughs> ah, Chase needs some new if, batteries or something. Ask Bill. I was gonna see if he could tell me. Oh. What was I gonna tell you? Who who won the women's in push pull? Who won for the women? Mm, sounds like a Brian question. See if I can read it down there. I, <laughs> I feel like they just get left out hard. Brian made a good point about that the other day when it comes to push pull. Well, yeah, I, I mean, when the when the that's a good question. It's set up so high. Yeah, that, I mean, you know, any good race, it's like it it can't be a good race. It's, it's got to be an amazing race. 
yeah, with yeah. all kinds of story behind it to even, you know, compare. How about now? Is it working now? Yeah, I you're, got you. You're, you're back on now. Okay. Jace. All right. So we have the results. Sorry, Corey. Yes. My. Oh, audio. we have a winner? The winner already. Oh, wow. Has William wow. Hall, 2016, won the fantasy fitnessing bracket. And I got second. <laughs> what? No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got second. That's why he was voting push pull just so he could win. The <laughs> well, bracket. yeah, I mean, That's, I put push pull yeah. in the final, but like, hey, I voted against my bracket like almost the the entire time. So yeah, but you did. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, but you did text me five dollars if you vote for push pull here on the last round. Listen, Brian, that was not supposed to be. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! Oh, what Camille, did Camille win it? That's what Cross at Corey saying. Man. You can display the leaderboard that they're saying over there. Oh, yeah, I can. Well, I don't know. The game site is so reliable. No, no, not that leaderboard. The fantasy. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Let me do that. Let me do that. Leaderboard. Let's see. I don't know if this was legit because we got some. Some. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. All right. You guys see that? Here it is. Ooh, by a landslide. William Hull. Murdered it. 100, Dude, 100, crushed. 120, 80. Wow. His hey, round hey, hey, five click points. Click oh, yeah, bracket, let me click on his what bracket. He, what he didn't get. You William couldn't win Hall. without having the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so he the had Fibonacci all the way. Look at how far he had the hopper going. Look at all the red. Yeah, he I had, had hopper. I, I had the hopper go far. All the way through. He had Fibonacci wow. losing to Fraser's friendly Fran, actually. But he had uh, push pull at the end. He had bridges, uh, Murph going into the end over. That's crazy. He Amanda, Amanda went right. super deep. It, oh, hey, William, I like your bracket. You deserve to win for how much you voted for Amanda. I don't know what these other guys are talking <laughs> yeah. about. He had Amanda over. What can't this guy do? Yeah, he had Amanda over. Yeah, a lot. Atlanta, Amanda over the clean. What this can't? Yeah, can't this guy do? But he had Murph, Bridges Murph in the final versus Bridges for Froning push pull. William, congratulations, sir. He's nice Josh, job. Josh Bridges fan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that celebration adds to the to the moment. And he has yeah. the probably the best one in the game. Let's see. What is the rest of the leaderboard? Uh Captain's Orders. Who is that? Oh, wait, that's me. Wad now food later 480 top five ADHD renegades Sanderlax does fitness stuff. Now that I didn't even realize this, I'm really bummed that the brackets I tried to enter never made it in. Oh yeah, that's right. Yours, uh, Bill, you got 17th. What were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was picking the hopper and stuff like that. John, did you have one in here? No, I didn't know we were supposed. Oh to come make on, one. guys! Yeah, that's the best part. That's the best part. I made the original bracket, so I didn't. You did. You didn't even vote for it. Oh, I don't know. Well, that was super fun. I should admit, I also tried to cheat. I was filling out a bracket as we were going along, and I tried to (laughs) submit it right at the end before anything else. But I got the same error message that I got the previous three times. So I'm just the the worst at this. That's funny. That's funny. Well, hey, Brian. John, thank you for hopping on. John, great idea. That was super fun. Thank all you guys that were watching along with us. Congratulations to William Hall for taking the win by a lot. Man, 70 points more than the next place finisher. That was awesome. Super fun. Man, we got to think of a... Well, we wanted to do 
regionals one, regional events. We want to do open events. We got more brackets on the way. We got more brackets on the way. And I think the more people we can get in here, the better. Is Although those ties were super fun. Thank you to the, the people in the comments good. because oh, y'all yeah. responded so quickly. It yeah. made tie breaks go by really they, fast. They, the people in the comments, everyone that was watching, you guys were the ones that made the show. I mean, we had fun. We'll always have fun just sitting here talking. But, like, you guys in there on the side pop shot and, and telling us not to swear in front of your kids. And yeah. Stuff, that's what's cool. Yeah. Thanks for so riding with us. Fours, too. Yeah, that was good. That was good. All right. Well, we will do something like this again. And huge, huge thanks to Fantasy Fitnessing. They made this bracket. They put it on their website that allowed you guys to play. Go to fantasyfitnessing.com. They did something for the Open. I'm assuming we're going to have something for quarterfinals. They do amazing fantasy CrossFit stuff on their website all year long. So make sure you guys go to fantasyfitnessing.com. Huge, huge thank you to them as they rolled with us for the whole two hours that we're on this podcast in updated <laughs> leaderboard in live time. And congratulations to William Hull for winning the bracket on the next one. We do, well, we got regional events, open events. We got to figure it out. Figure out which one. Hey, does semifinals like most. fall in regional events? Are you going to include Ooh. those? Uh, I think we'll do one as like pure regionals, not semifinals or okay. sanctioned events. We'll do pure. That would be the, the number of events we would have. Ugh. Oh I my guess, God. Yeah. We'd have to, yeah, we'd, so we'd have to do like favorite 2019 event from the sanction right. season <laughs> that's what we'd have to do all right guys thank you so much for joining us on youtube live we will be here again thank you so much for listening to the podcast john young brian friend bill grundler boys you have a good rest of your week peace everyone thanks for thank having us later guys